Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Unregimented number 254. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. And I'm Rich. Donald Trump now has all your phone numbers. <laughs> or at yeah. least that's what everybody thought yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday. Wednesday, the, uh, the presidential alert system was tested. And boy, did people lose their shit. Over, <laughs> yes, they did. Over something that is, this thing is like less than a zero. This thing, like, it, it, if you guys read anything about it, it predated Trump, by the way, for everyone who's freaking out about it. And it's just the... It's FEMA and the FCC putting a national system together that right now is, is it's a state-by-state state system. But right. apparently everybody thinks Donald Trump can tweet them whenever he wants. Right. He's going to be messaging directly to people. Yeah. My favorite takeaway from it was, oh, my God, the government has access to, to your phone. And I'm like, yeah. Where this you is, said? is this that millennial uh, uh early onset alzheimer's that the whole world didn't exist before their first memory because right. i was around when they ratified the patriot act i'm sorry that you were still sucking on your mama's titty and, and pounding off to the fucking sears catalog but adults have known about this for oh going on 20 years now so this is nothing fucking new everybody calm the fuck down calm your tits all right oh. period end of story oh and by the way your cell phone provider records every phone call you make if you're paranoid about the government Oh, sure. You know, they keep all your texts for three years, millennials. You know, so sleep tight. Yeah, yeah and, they, you know, the, the battles that uh, tech companies have had with uh, organizations like FBI and NSA have all been about their proprietary technology. It has nothing to do with personal information of ours that they have. They're freely willing to give that up to the government if they ask. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, presidential alert. Like it's, I just wonder how many people, you know, were, were just because they saw the word presidential, if that's what set them off. I guess that's just a trigger word now. Yeah. Do, do we need trigger warnings for alert for an alert system? Well, I know, right? Uh, a university, <laughs> a university in Europe got rid of clapping because it, it 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 triggered people's anxiety. So now, when they approve of something, they give it jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, that is the most. As as the that is fag- not an onion article. That is the faggiest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. By the way, that is, I cannot believe the faggotry of foot in that school. <laughs> What's the trigger there? My brother was mauled by seals. I why uh why I was getting butt fucked by my uncle with boundary issues. The clapper kept going on and off from his balls slapping against my anus. Well, I don't understand what the what? only rational thing I can that, think of with that. How does that trigger you? Uh, uh, autistic people. They're sensitive to sound. That's the only thing I can think of, and but I guess what this college in Europe is saying is most of their student body is autistic. Then no, that sure. if even one person in that crowd is affected by it, all behavior must change. When we, when we were kids, wasn't it like don't let one, you know, person spoil it for everybody else? The fuck happened? Yeah, and there were so many responses to the presidential alert that were like, I burst into tears. Yeah. I felt I felt violated. Like, why would you want to first of all own yourself that bad on Twitter? 
But also, like, is that all it takes? There's plenty. It, look, you know, if if you're going to tell me that you burst into tears over uh, stories of you know uh, migrant families being incarcerated, okay, I get it. That's a real story. That's a real thing that's happening, and it means something to you, and you're emotional about it. That makes sense. This is a zero. Yeah, this is less than a zero. This and, and yeah, and I said it in the chat, and I'll say it again on the mic. Uh, good luck when you face real adversity. If if you felt violated from this, good fucking luck when something really bad happens to you. To answer your question about why would you want to own yourself that bad on Twitter? Yeah, it's because victimhood is 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 a status now. It's a yeah. status symbol. It is it is fashionable to be a victim. And it's just that's just that's all there is to it. There's there's. Don't try to figure it out. I mean, I mean, you can, just because you know if you're a victim, everybody's got to feel sorry for you. It's just more narcissistic, self-involved bullshit. Well, if and, you can't be appreciated for your accomplishments because maybe you have none, then being a victim and being noticed for that is like a good second place for many people. It's kind of like if you if you're the bad kid, attention, you act- attention. And you act out more because at least you're getting some kind of attention from your parents. It's more virtue signaling, too. Yeah. Look at me. Right. The president hurt me. You know, it's, uh, it's just too. And, and I posed this question to Mandy, and she kept deflecting and then accusing me of deflection. But I said, your problem is the word presidential. And, you know, this happened while Obama was president. Would you be just as riled up? Or is it the fact that it has the word presidential and you don't like the president right now? Well, right. I mean, a lot of people were upset about this as some sort of violation of privacy and completely missed the story about how China is, you know, Apple and other companies are disputing this, but they're saying that computers and servers that they are selling to, uh, not as products for like Apple to sell, but like, you know, the infrastructure that Apple uses or uh, Google or the government even, they're putting these little chips that allow them to access uh, all the information on that computer or server through a, a little back door that's hardwired in. It's not even, it's like a, it's a chip with a virus in it, hardwired to the computer. So there's no way to even get rid of it. Well, yeah, well, you know why? And it, you blame Apple for that because it wasn't, Weren't they the company that uh, got taken to court to unlock an iPhone and they wouldn't? Um, yeah, from, by the FBI. They, there was information on, uh, on a person's phone they believed to be a terrorist, believed that he had information. But So what, now uh, you get a backdoor chip. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, but this isn't the FBI putting that backdoor in. This is whoever the fuck in China for whatever the fuck reasons. Oh, but I could see this leading to just the manufacturers doing it, quite honestly. Right. Just, it keeps them out of court. <coughs> I, I don't follow you on that one. Uh, it, it wasn't probably, it guess it depends what side of the fence you are. When Apple got taken to court for that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it wasn't the greatest press. It, it, this, this keeps an electronic, an, an electronic company, if they start doing this standard, from just having to go through that again. Like, here you go, law enforcement. We're cooperating. Yeah. It could just be another, yeah. and it could just be another piece of fine print in a terms of service that nobody ever reads. Which is how you end up the middle in a human centipede. 
<laughs> right, but I, I think I'm more concerned about the idea that our government has computers that I'm sure they believe to be secure that China has access to. I'm just I'm of the opinion anything that's connected to the internet's at risk. So I mean, what's yeah, certainly that is true. I mean, if you sufficiently isolated this, I. If you can't get to the chip, may be able to give you access to it, but if you can't actually get to that access point, then what good is it? But yeah, if it's online, then there's no way. Yeah, which pretty much fucking everything is. Even your there's goddamn fridges that are online now. <laughs> but yeah, this presidential alert system is kind of just something that needed to eventually happen, right? Yes, that, that, that's I sent. I sent Mandy an article from Time Magazine. You know that conservative rag? <laughs> they pretty much said this is a 21st century upgrade that has needed to happen for about 10 years. Every version of mobile phones has had, you know, whether it's uh, uh, th- it used to just be you get text messages. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in Michigan, so, I mean, we pretty much had the same system in Michigan. Yeah, and I we get amber alerts on our phones already I, too. Yeah, I was going to say I don't really see how this is that much different than when my smart television went off at four o'clock in the morning with an amber alert. I mean, because it has the word presidential in front of it. Oh, I forgot. I, yeah. I think he's raping us through technology. I forgot. If you're if you're coming at Trump from the aspect that everything that he's willing to do whatever, right? Any any power at his hand will be corrupted at one point or another, then, you know, maybe, I don't know how he would even accomplish this, but, you know, maybe he just does go, like, I've got a personal message for America that I think is important and decides to send it out. I mean, sure, he'd be criticized for it, but <laughs> would that be even the worst thing that he's done so far? No. <laughs> right? But <laughs> I mean... I can understand that there's an opportunity for abuse there, but I don't, I don't really see that. Thank you, because it, Mandy it, and I have a standing bet for within six months. She thinks he's going to abuse it, and I tell her, you're insane. So, you know, it's a standing bet for oral on command. He, so, <laughs> right. If he abuses it before April 3rd, you know. I I'll think... Be- the only scenario in which he abuses it involves him getting kicked off of Twitter, which Twitter would never do. Oh, the oh the users they would lose if they ban the president. It's just the equivalent of the people that hate him looking for any excuse to hate on him, just like when Obama wore the tan suit. <laughs> And Republicans lost their mind. Oh my God! He wore a tan suit. How? Un- yes, exactly. Unprofessional that is. And there probably is. They recall it today. I remember him striding in with a big hat with a feather sticking out of it. Yeah, it, it, and he had platform of- shoes with goldfish in the in the soles. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of that scene, and I'm going to get you, sucker, when the pump gets out, gets out of prison. <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Every superhero got to have his theme music. Uh, but yeah, it's it, the farther away from it we get. It's a fish story. The farther away from the incident we get, the bigger the tale gets. So. Right, but that's right. how they reacted to it. Oh, absolutely. They were jackasses as well. Well, there's no consistency in a, anywhere. Yeah, with uh, anyone. Except, with except for Trump. I mean, Trump is the only one who's consistent. Like, you can't. 
And how ironic is that? <laughs> like, even <clears throat> worst case scenario happens, like some sort of World War Three or just mass destruction, at some point, very soon into that disaster, people are going to start saying, well, we saw this coming. <laughs> You know what? If if there you go. If we if World War Three nuclear annihilation happens, that's when Trump will get on that that national alert thing and be like, you know, I'm telling you, it's not a mushroom. It's huge. I'm telling you, it satisfies all the women I've been with, and that that's when he'll abuse it. it <laughs> so at that point, I, I guess I don't know. Get your bib ready. You got some to do, Chris. Everyone thinks my, my penis looks like a Goomba. I'm telling you, it's much more like Luigi, maybe even Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, I, this is this is just just the reactions to it. Like I, a lot of them, I'm like, I think they, this has to be people fucking around. But then you go and you check their, you know, their other posts, and you're like, oh my god, these people are serious. These people yeah. are, are dead serious. Like th- this is they this just is walk around like an open wound, like a fucking broken tooth. This is a breeze fucking sets them off. I don't know stuff like yesterday just makes me just it puts me in the mindset of like, well, good luck on November sixth, and we'll see you in twenty twenty four. Yeah, this is why people call you triggered. Yeah. This is what triggered is like. Trigger. I know that anytime anyone has a reaction that somebody else thinks is ridiculous, like well, triggered. But this, I think it's still an appropriate term for people like this where every little thing sets them into outrage. Like, get the fuck out of here if you say you... like. Th- I felt violated. That thing you shared in the group chat is just amazing. Yeah. I'd hate to see how you'd react if you really got violated. Right. I mean, people are very personable on their phones. That's like an extension of them. Well, the one. Like, the one what if you had government mandated Trump sheets where you had to look at his face on your pillow every night? <laughs> You're traumatized. It's like an invasion of privacy. The the one that just tickled me to no end was, my phone was assaulted by the orange menace. I feel violated. If it was just a test of the emergency broadcast system, I get that. But to make it a presidential alert in my space, he's raping us through technology. <laughs> he's... <laughs> Four more years. You know, Four I mean, more years. <laughs> I laugh, but that's not even really funny. This, this idea that you, I'm sure this person also wants everyone to take uh, Kavanaugh's accuser very seriously and have a clear understanding of what sexual abuse is and to believe women. And then just to throw the word rape out there when your phone gets something that you don't, uh, it's just like when I got that U2 album I didn't like. When fucking Apple raped my iTunes. There you go. It's 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 it, it, you kind of in a in a in a in a back doorway brought up something that, that this Kavanaugh thing and I've talked to a few people about. I'm like, is this the tipping point where sexual assault allegations become the same as allegations of you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a homophobe, where people are just like those words pretty much have no meaning anymore. They get thrown around so Willy nilly, maybe. Like when you see real racism, like <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, 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 I, wow, that's that's blatant. Haven't seen that in a while. 
No, because everything's dog whistle and 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 so you're subconsciously racist and unconscious bias and just throw it on the heap. Yeah, you know, they, you know, and this whole believe women. Okay, so believe women. All right, uh, so women are infallible. Women never lie about rape, sexual assault, uh, or anything. Okay, cool, you just, great. You just believe women just being due process is done. <clears throat> no yeah. longer exists. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Something we're guaranteed. As one of our rights by the Constitution, just out the window. Your rights, your rights stop where their feelings begin. Learn your place, you fucking cisgendered scum shit lord. Don't you <laughs> yeah. know? How, the, the fact that we're even discussing this, we are re-traumatizing every woman who's ever been sexually assaulted. What the fuck is wrong with us? Believe women, hashtag. Fuck, it's just nonsense. It's bullshit. Really? I mean, you want to. Here's the deal. We're never going to know if he fucking did this shit or not. But there's one thing we do fucking know. By his reaction, he doesn't need to be sitting on the Supreme Court. Yeah, one hundred percent. This guy does not have the temperament to be a Supreme Court judge for the rest of his life. And that's an observable fact. And as Bill Hicks would say, case fucking closed. Mm -hmm. End of story. But he's gonna. Because I was reading about the the. uh, the hearings before we went on. If it comes to it, there's three senators. It all hang, it all hangs on. the The Senate is 51 to 49. There's two that are going to vote for him. There's one that isn't. And if it comes to a 50 50 tie, guess who breaks it? Mike Pence. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that uh, anyone's really believing that they can stop this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it changes the discussion or what the Democrats are doing, though. I I still think they. I, they're doing what people have asked them to be doing is to fight these things, to not roll over and say, well, hey, look, nothing we can do. We don't have the votes. So let's focus our en- energies well, on the next thing. Oh, well, yeah, because let's be honest, a lot of them are fluffing themselves up for 2020. Absolutely. Well, this is also laying the foundation, the Democrats hope at least, for the future of the Democratic Party. And it's working in areas that other tactics they've tried haven't worked. Meaning, I have friends who's my age, so their parents are you know in the, well into their 60s, some of them even in their early 70s. And I've seen them comment online, especially the women, that this, this is it for them. They will never again, they, in their life, they, vo- they voted from both sides of the ticket. They've even voted for you know independent people before. Never again, they'll only vote for Democrats and they'll only vote for women. And if there's no women running, they won't vote. Because that sounds like a sound strategy. But there you go. It's it really it, it's not a bad strategy for the Democrats. It's it's cynical as fuck. It's divisive as fuck. But if you really look at it, what is it? Sixty percent of this country is white. Now divide that down the middle along gender lines. So you take the what forty percent that isn't white, thirty percent of the sixty that, that that's female. If you can get their vote, you've just negated the white male vote. The quote unquote Republican Party vote. It's not a bad strategy. If it's you can. Not a, yeah, not at all. I mean, if, especially because women are going to live longer too. They're going to vote more in the long term. I mean, now, anybody who goes, looks at that and goes, oh, that's a good idea, then what you're doing is you're putting your party above this country, which you know you're supposed to serve your country. As a politician, 
not not bend the rules and, and, and rights of this country to serve you as a politician. But we're already, you know, we're 200 plus years beyond that. That's that ship's already sailed. I mean, but, this is this is all this shit is. It is nothing more than just laying the, the foundation and the groundwork for future fucking races. And they, they knew that. They knew they weren't going to stop this appointment. They knew that. And this is all political posturing. This is see, we're doing everything we can. And to be honest with you, I can't fucking blame them, especially after the shit with Merrick Garland. If they didn't retaliate, they would look even weaker than they've looked since 2016. Right. <laughs> this is I mean this is a point that Bill Maher has been making for years on his show now that he he wants the Democrats to start playing the same game that the Republicans are you know and the Repu- the Republicans well yeah because the Republicans started playing the Democrats games a long time ago well but there's a there's a certain thing that Republicans have perfected that they are displaying during these uh, Kavanaugh hearings, uh, very finely, in my opinion. And that is the unspoken message. Now, you guys tell me where you think I'm wrong on this one. But, because I, I can't figure out what their stance is on, on this Kavanaugh, or at least I couldn't until I, I figured out what the unspoken message was. So they have a nominee, they think he's deserving there's accusations. Now they're not really believable. Okay. So that doesn't change anyone's mind on the right. But then they have the hearing and then she comes in and she has, if she's a credible, uh, she has a credible testimony, right? Whether any of those things are provable or not, or, or uh, anyone can corroborate that. Uh, who knows? I guess only the FBI and they did a half-assed investigation, I guess. But just her, her testimony on its face, there's nothing unreasonable about it, while Kavanaugh just seemed to have come unhinged. And so they, they can't attack, they didn't want to attack this woman. They even managed to, at least for a period of time, restrain the president from attacking this woman. They don't want to go down that route, but yet they can't let it change their mind about this candidate. And I think what's being what the unspoken message from the Republicans is and what's being heard by Republican voters is that this probably did happen and she probably deserved it. She was too young, drinking underage. She was hanging out with boys, you know, look, boys are going to do this shit. And, you know, if she want, if she was in this situation, it was because she wanted to be. Yeah. I don't think that's the unspoken. I think the unspoken message is these were two drunk teenagers. I think you're, I think you're going a little too far over the the deep end there with what you think the message is. It, it just it it because to me it just as a former religious person, I'm just seeing all kinds of things, all, all kinds of tactics that you pick up from religion. Basically, the whole repression, denial, and the whole move along. There's nothing to see here kind of mentality. I think it. <clears throat> Well, there's a lot more talk about watch out for your sons than there is uh, from the Republicans than there is about uh, watch out for your daughters. Well, that I this mean, is normal boy behavior and you better watch out because now someone's going to try and ruin their lives because they did the same stupid, drunken, abusive things that you may have done. Even though, like, 
I've yet to yeah, hear but the other side. Any, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've yet to hear anybody say this is normal boy behavior. Who exactly said that? That way, I can go find them when I okay. get when I get my six months to live from my doctor and slap the shit out of them for the next six months until I'll, I die. I'll find the best example that was out there: a panel of four, uh, five women conservative voters who all shared the same opinion that boys are going to do this kind of stuff. And it doesn't really mean anything. Okay, first of all, uh, attempted rape is not something that, oh, boys are just going to do. I agree. No, no, boys are going to piss outside behind a tree. That's what boys are going to do, all right? Boys are going to jerk off, okay? That's what boys are going to do. This is, this is, this is aberrant behavior. Well, this is criminal uh, behavior. Also, remember, right. but the other side will also tell you that you have to teach boys not to rape. Well, look. I mean, if you're expecting if you're expecting the the Republicans to sit there and advocate for women when they have a whole party that's fucking pandering to them and and, and claiming to be advocates for them, you're barking up the wrong tree in the first place. That's just not going to happen. All right, that would be political suicide for Republicans to to to, to pander to the to to the women and and you know hashtag believe all women all the time or whatever the fuck the shit is is going around. You know, can't question even to ask any question. Is re-traumatizing her. I mean, when you t- once if they took that stance, that would be game over for them. Period. That would but, further split the Republican Party into the Trump, the Trumpites, and what's left of the actual GOP. What um, we've got three guys here, right? So we're we're a good example. Um, we've got a a real devil's triangle of a podcast here. <laughs> Because isn't that what that means? Three three dudes on a podcast? That's a devil's triangle, right? But we've Apparently heard... You could say it means whatever you want. Right. That's what I learned we've, last week. Even though We've heard so much, it's so many ridiculous stories now about Brett Kavanaugh's youth that I just want to run the, some of these by you and see if you guys have ever done this or, or uh, had peers that participated in this type of behavior. So... Uh, Boofed, first of all, if it was farting or fucking. It's fucking. They, it's, it's not. F- it's boofoo. Right. Boof? Right. And we all be the only person in the world who calls farting <laughs> boofing. Okay. Either way, I think we can all identify that, you know, you have your own inward, silly inward for sex that, that you share with your friends. I think we can all identify with that. Um, drinking games? I've never, I've never done a drink. I've never played any form of drinking game chris you've known me for 20 years aaron you've known me for going on five i don't need to play a game to drink yeah. i just drink <laughs> I, pl- I play called let's see the bottom of my glass <laughs> that's the game, game i play <laughs> but i've but i've Same. seen but to be honest it is a get together high school college age social thing you know you wouldn't, play beer you wouldn't pong. walk out of the party if it was like oh you guys are playing beer pong well say no. I, i'm not gonna say i've never played beer pong in my life but yeah no generally yeah, I don't want to play with my drink. Yeah. I want to fucking drink it. <laughs> so I think it's, it's something that a lot of people can uh, identify with, and that's why he was really pushing the, the beer angle. Um, how about a bar fight? Well, that's just the hazards of hanging out at a bar. On a long enough timeline, you're going to either witness yeah. one or be party to one. My, my mouth got me out of most of them. Have you ever, like, swung fists in a bar fight? No. Yes, but it was... Com- Completely, 
completely in self-defense and to get away from the people that were actually fighting because the fighting was spilling over into the people surrounding the fight. Okay, so you didn't start no shit. No, I know. No, 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 because I know there's, there's a motherfucker with my name on his fist waiting for me out there. How about clocking a guy because he looks like the lead singer UB40? <laughs> well, that's just... What? That's Who just, hasn't? Yeah, I mean, that's good. Who hasn't wanted? I mean, I've never had the opportunity. I've never run across him, but I don't know that I could restrain that myself. That was every Friday when I was in college. What are you talking about? <laughs> Knock him out and fuck him with a bottle of red, red wine, you know? <laughs> you get the beer pong set up in one corner and then the uh, punching bag with his face on it. Hey, no, <laughs> seriously, I've never is. punched anyone as an adult. Right. <laughs> so I, and I think I can just go ahead and answer the last one for you guys. You've never held the chick down on the bed, tried to rip her clothes off, and hold, held your mouth over her face. And if somebody, no. if somebody in your peer group told you a story about doing that, you might actually swing some fists at them. I had a bitch tell me to choke her, but yeah, nope. <laughs> that's different. That's, come on, <laughs> that's when I'm like. You got to sign this paper. <laughs> My buddy who's jerking off in the closet has to come out and witness it. You know? <laughs> like, We're not no. talking about rough play. I mean, this is sexual abuse. No, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. The answer is no. Yeah, no. But here's, here's now, there is an accusation that he exposed himself at a party while drunk. Okay, well, I, oh. now, if we're just going by that, then I know a lot of, of men and women who can never run for public office. Yeah. And I know at least one of them is sitting in public office right now. So, but you know, better watch his back. (laughs) Here's, you know, the purpose of these stories was to uh, was to basically point out that he's a liar, right? I these stories didn't come out because they're like we can't have somebody on the court who likes beer, who likes to party, who likes to get down. You know, it wasn't it wasn't out there to smear him. It was out there to show that the picture that he tried to paint of him being a virgin and never drinking to excess and not really a party guy was a complete fallacy. Yeah, that's see to me. I don't maybe because I just take that as like people who are debating that. I look at him and I go, you need the instructions on the shampoo bottle, don't you? That's how stupid you are. Like, you don't understand how to use toilet paper until someone explained it to you, right? Like, well, please explain. <laughs> I, Meaning what? that, like, this guy, it's kind of like a job interview, and he's going to say whatever to make him look good? No, of course he did these things. This no. is, that's not, that's not, boys will be boys. That's young, dumb, drunk people will do shit that young, dumb, drunk people do. Right. They, they'll, they'll play drinking games. They'll get into fights with their best friend, and then they're fucking crying and hugging each other five minutes later. But but, yeah, but but sexual assault to somehow for anyone I don't care who it is to try to lump it in with I'm those done. other things. There's been a lot of that. Then those people need to be fucking shot. And I'm that's why I believe that's part of the unspoken message of the Republicans. What they can't say. I think it's closer to the sin like, factor. Look, she's a floozy. No, I think it's closer right. to the sin factor. I think it's, 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 it's that religious thing of, well, if you have unprotected sex and you're living in sin and you get pregnant, you have to, your, your punishment is you have to take care of that child. You can't abort it. You shouldn't have been doing that. Oh, you, you know, you, you, you smoke marijuana, you drink, and you get pulled over. Oh, you got what you deserved. I mean, I think it's more along those lines than, than going, she deserved. I, I, 
I, I know, I know for a fact there's people out there saying that oh that that bitch deserves to get raped. Those people well, are sickos. Uh, if you can, if you can find the person on the internet, you can probably find somebody else who says that they deserve to be raped. That's, that's just, hi, how are you on the internet? That's a conversation starter these days. <laughs> hey, you, your mother deserves to get raped. Kill yourself. By the hey, way, uh, Hey, yeah, did you like nice the new weather. Star Wars movie? Yeah, right. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, come on, man. It's look, bottom line, he doesn't. He doesn't have the temperament. To be honest with you, outside of the sexual assault allegations, I don't really care about what a fucking high school, college-age kid did while partying, as long as it wasn't, like, sexual assault. That's that's its own issue. And anyone trying to muddy the waters by lumping this all in and going, oh, that's just, that's just boys being boys, that's, that's a, that, is, that is just, I don't even, I, I don't even, here's the thing. I, I've heard it on both sides. I've heard it as an accusation from women, and I've heard it as a defense from, from men. These yeah. are anonymous people on the internet, by the way. These are people hiding behind whatever fake screen name they have, and they've said it. You know, this, this is a prime example of society going, boys will be boys. And I'm sitting here thinking, most, me and most of my friends were raised by single mothers. Yeah. Never once was that a lesson that was taught to us or had to be... A, or that rape had to be explained to us as a bad thing. I, you know, I think there's a there's a difference here, though. What they really should be saying, what's really meant here is white rich boys will be white rich boys. Because poor white boys, poor black boys, don't get away with this type of shit, really. Mm, I don't know if I can agree with that. I think so, because there's the idea that when a white rich boy does it, you are making the decision. If you want to prosecute this person, you are going to ruin their life. You could ruin their opportunities. Yeah, poor, poor people, they don't have any opportunities. Fuck them. They weren't going to contribute. They weren't going to pay taxes anyway. Who gives a shit? But this guy, he could grow up to be somebody respected. Uh, it's Well, I you know, I do know that there is... Uh, listening to Detroit Today yesterday, they were talking about class and race and et cetera, et cetera. And the host for that is a black gentleman. And the author he had on was a black female. And it seemed like their attitude was all white people go to, you know, went to private schools and were raised like isolated from anybody darker than them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how is it not an offensive stereotype? That'd be like if every black person I saw had been like, oh, you must have grew up in the hood, huh? You say, gang- is that a broad sweeping generalization based on the color of my skin? Hey. You, you, were, you were banging on those corners for, for you know five, six years, weren't you? What did you think when you saw your first white person? Am I your first white person? Yeah. You know, rightfully so, people would look at that person saying that shit like they're retarded. But when it's coming from the other direction... You know, it's like Whitey's supposed to sit here and be like, yeah, I am evil. I'll have to take it. No, fuck you. Fuck you. I know. I got plenty of black friends that were raised in way better situations than me. And so they can kiss my entire ass if they fucking are trying to lump me in with a bunch of fucking trust fund, private school. Sorry, Chris, you went to private school. My bad. But you know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of fucking private schooled, coddled man baby. Hey, hey I rounded it out with public education. <laughs> I coasted the last three years. <laughs> I stepped my game down enough to graduate public school. <laughs> Pretty much. 
Dude, I slept through 10th grade. I could, 10th grade was literally repeat. Is every class I had in 9th grade. Like, All right, cool. Wait me junior year. Just did this well, yeah, shit. I, I think, well, there's definitely an aspect of, besides the fact that I think that Kavanaugh is unfit by temperament, my personal opinion is he's a shit heel, and I don't want him on the court. Oh, well, get used to that feeling. The, the guy, <laughs> he's a rich white asshole who fails up his whole life. Uh, welcome to the government? Yeah. Isn't it like 500 people who've all done the same thing? Yeah. It, it. Well, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, too, that the Republicans have been kind of playing the victim card this last week as well. Not just on behalf of Kavanaugh. There's a lot of hand-wringing of, oh, what they're doing to this poor man. But there's a lot of playing the victim from, like, Lindsey Graham in particular. Was, uh, he's been really whining and moaning this last week. I, I wonder how much traction he gets uh, playing the victim card with the Republican base. Was well, he up for re-election? Seems to be working out for him. Not this year, no. Well, like I said, victimization is status now. And I, once one side starts seeing success with it, of course the other side's going to co-opt. So yeah, this is the right doing what the left won't do. This is the right taking the left's tactics and using them, while the left will not do the opposite, like we were just talking about. Uh, you don't see. So you don't think that the Kavanaugh hearings are an example of the the Democrats playing dirty? No, because he's going to no, because he's going to be confirmed. No. If he ends okay, up like if he ends up like Merrick Garland, then we're, yeah, we're not talking about the results. Let's talk about the tactics. No, it's if your tactics lead to the result you didn't want. It, it's no, I don't think if they're if they're playing dirty, he doesn't get confirmed. I don't see this more as, again. I don't see this more as playing dirty as I see it as there's an election in a month, and some of these people want to run for president next year. I don't think it's playing dirty. I think it's posturing more than anything. I, I, to all your politics question, is posturing. Then you, know, right? you have to get up there and say what people what people want to hear. I, to answer your question, is it dirty? I, I don't. It's just politics, man. I mean, if we can sit here and have a discussion where we say a business has no obligation to anybody but the but the but its shareholders, then why can't we just say politics is a dirty business? Period. You can't. You can't wallow in politics and come out clean. It doesn't happen. Eventually, you will have to compromise your beliefs. You will have to, to shake hands with the devil and make a deal with Satan himself to get what you want. By its very nature, it's a dirty, it's, 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 it's a dirty profession. I, it's, it's, there's nothing honorable about a politician. There's nothing honorable about being a politician anymore these days. I don't, and, and I, the reason I say that is because the handful of people I know that got involved in politics, even at the local level, the people who, as far as I know, I would I would I would consider them good people. They didn't stay in it because they couldn't stomach it. They couldn't play the game that that they were being told you have to play. Oh yeah, it's like I now heard the, a now the commercial today, and the woman was like, "I'm not going to take money from political action committees." I'm like, "Well, then we're not going to hear from you in another month because that's just how it goes now, right?" The few people I know that have been in, in politics that are scumbags are still in politics. Is that a coincidence? It's anecdotal evidence. Do with it what you will. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, in, in my personal observation, it's all dirty. And you can't have one side trying to hold itself to a higher standard while the other side knows no bounds to how low it will go. P 
period. I mean, that, that is, what, what is the, what is one of the things, here you go, millennials with your, with your, with your, you know, early onset Alzheimer's. There was an election in 2000. We almost got to Christmas without knowing who, quote unquote, won the election. And the Republican Party, the ones who want to wave the flag and say we have to maintain an appearance of leadership and decisiveness and all these all these virtues that they, they try to they try to pin on us as a country were the ones doing everything they could to throw monkey wrenches into it and gum up the works and they didn't care how we looked on the international stage. Well, yeah, we were the we were the laughing stock of the world for two fucking months because we're supposed to be the shining democracy on a hill. And we couldn't even figure out who who fucking won an election. Well, t- in, in every election since then, the loser always thinks the electoral college has got to come down. You know, in in you know in two thousand two thousand four, you know the the Democrats, oh, the, the electoral college is outdated. We got to get rid of it. Two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, the Republicans, the electoral college is outdated. And we got to get rid of it. Twenty sixteen, right. back to the Democrats, the electoral co- You know, it's. Right, they're both right, though. In my opinion, absolutely, it's outdated. Then, well, then you have to rewrite the Constitution because it's it's set up. No, you don't have to rewrite it. That's why there's amendments. Yeah, but, yeah, correct. But I mean, it's it's set up to where the, each state's electoral your state's electoral votes are based on how many huh? members you have in the the House of Representatives. I that's understand what, what it would take to accomplish it, but I think it's the right thing to do. See, that's I don't because. Well, the, because then the the most populous areas in the country will always just pick the president. Because all you got to do, it's it, if you're running for president, all you got to do is just hit up L.A. and New York on an infinite loop, and you'll win. What you say? Yes. You what you mean? <laughs> the whoever the votes has the most votes is going to win. Yeah. I mean, just because they're concentrated in cities doesn't mean that they're vote should mean less no and it doesn't no but what i'm saying is it's set up to where every state has an equal to, it levels the playing field why by state if it's based on the house of representatives no i understand how the system works but why, why should it necessarily be set up so that like each state has a vote essentially because that's how congress is set up i mean now you're talking about re now you're getting into resetting up congress basically no not at all the popular vote decides the president that's it yeah it's cutting them out of the loop but so what i just i doesn't change anything about their jobs i just see a lot more opportunities for improprieties with that system than the current system i I don't know what i don't know what that means you mean voter fraud we didn't have a yeah sure but we, in, okay. keep in mind, we didn't seem to have a problem with this system till the year 2000. After 2000, all, you know, 200 plus years, we were fine with it. And then after 2000, now we, all of a sudden the system needs fixing. So, but, Look, if I, if I let a problem go on my car and the oil light's flashing and I don't do anything about it and then my car dies, I'm going to go, I didn't have this problem yesterday. So Fair Livery wins in 2016. Do you still have this opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I still have this opinion, regardless of who wins when. I'm saying they're both right. It it there's a lot of people are saying it because their guy lost. I agree. That's the only time that it ever gets any traction. But it doesn't make it any less true at either time. It is an outdated system that has it's it's based on the fact that people live out in the country and they don't get news 
until the election's fucking over. So that's why they elected a guy to go to Washington to represent him and to help them decide who the president should be and to make these decisions. Information travels freely Why is it outdated to make sure Wyoming has just as much of a say as California? If Wyoming doesn't have as many people, why should it have just as much stay? I'm sorry, say. (laughs) Because it's part of the same country. So we're all part of the same country. Every person is part of the same country. Why does why do, uh, does a person's vote in Wyoming have more weight than a vote in California? It's not supposed to have more weight. It's supposed to have the same weight. Not per capita. You're talking about per state. Why is the state the body that's electing the president and not the individual? Because the way our election system set up, even if it's I understand that's not, by the current votes, rules. Yes, that's even what if we're it's popular about. vote or not, our votes are merely a suggestion to Congress of who we would like to see win. Yes, and that's not how it should be. That's why I. That's why it should change. Every person's vote should count directly to voting for the president. It does. No, it doesn't. That's not the, the system we've been describing. The electoral college votes based on what the majority of people in their state vote on. So that's not democracy to you. That's a representative uh, republic. That's what we have. That's not a true democracy. Well, thank God David Hogg's here to teach us old people how to use democracy. <laughs> what does David Hogg have to do with it? Nothing besides that jackass said he was going to teach all these old fucks how to use democracy. <laughs> That's a direct quote, by the way. Yeah, what did he say? Adults don't know how to use democracy, so we're going to show them. It, there's no... You can't use the argument that this is the way it's been done and it should be it should continue to be done that way because the constitution was created to have amendments those weren't just I understand that but say and we it sh- should and we are at the point where it needs to change where we need to get rid of the electoral college we also need to get rid of money in politics we need to get a bigger supreme court we need to start making major changes in this country if it's going to survive into the next centuries. Cool. Good luck. You're, you're talking about a bunch of shit that is never going to happen. It's not, it's not impossible. The tools are there for it to happen. It's only the will of the people that can make the difference. So if we can get our heads out of our asses long enough and not be freaked out by every alert that pops up on well, our can- organized, yeah, these things can happen. We can't get our shit together enough to to not be to not realize that the emergency broadcast system was just testing shit yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But okay, we shared some stories about people who did that, but this was far from everyone. Not everyone freaked out. A small percentage of vocal idiots that got attention because they are idiots. That's what that's that, that's what it represents. You know, it's not all. Not every Democrat threw their phone when they got a presidential alert. <laughs> I'm just picturing, motherfucker. Oh, wait a minute. This is that new iPhone. I just paid like 1100 for this. I can't throw this. <laughs> That's well, what you well, get Apple Care for. Let me, let me. <laughs> they let just me. have a box that you check when you take it in now. And how did this happen? Oh, presidential alert. No problem. Yeah, we've, we've had a rash of those lately. Uh, let me ask a question along the lines, because something that has been coming up more and more 
in the news as we get closer to this midterm election, at least the news I listen to, is the debate on term limits. Mm-hmm. I tend to fall on the side of why the fuck should you be able we, – we can't have a president for as long as he can win the election. Why should other politicians get lifetime, basically a lifetime pass? I've always to wondered the, that. To the point where if a politician dies, his wife can step in and do his job. I'm sorry if, I don't know, let's just say Jimi Hendrix's girlfriend would have grabbed a guitar the day after he died and said, I got this. We'd all probably been like, go sit down, Yoko. <laughs> all right, so why the fuck do what? Just because she's he huffed and puffed and injected her with some of his DNA, does that make her fucking uh, uh, fit to, to, to do the job that he did? Like, th- like these things never made sense to me. Right. Whatever- or there's other instances of it being practically an inherited position by the the son. Yeah, well, we have that here in Michigan. It's, yeah, uh, Dingle. Uh, Dingle. Mm-hmm. That seat's been held by a Dingle for what, like 50 plus years? <laughs> held by a Dingle. That's that's one way, yeah. <laughs> that's one way of putting it. <laughs> but, I mean, and the the argument is... Seems to be, well, if you get a politician in there that you like, why can't you just keep reelecting them? And I'm like, well, then if, if, you, if that's how you look at it, well, but why don't we well, just have a king? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> here, I have, uh, I used to agree with you on term limits, but I feel like if the other issues that I had brought up were addressed, like namely getting money out of politics having publicly uh, financed uh, campaigns, that would go a long way to solving the problems that come from these non-term limited representatives. Also, if you term limit them, I don't know if we could find enough at least competent, if not corrupt. uh, I don't know if we could find enough competent people to run our government. What we're gonna we're gonna when does competency need to be a requirement? <laughs> what country are you living in? Well, the, the way the that, president, the way that this country was supposed to be set up, was that people who actually gave a shit were hopefully some of the best and the brightest that we had to offer would step up, serve a term, yeah, step back down, go back to day to day life. Now politics is a is it, it politics used to be something you did because you felt I needed I need to go do something and be proactive in government. Let me go do it and then go back to my life. It, now it's you a were destination. doing it was like a duty, like yes, you were going like, to war or something. It's like you're it, making it was a like sacrifice, joining the military or the Peace Corps or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's only supposed to be for a period of time. Now it's a it, it is a career destination. Mm-hmm. If you asked the kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, politician, you wouldn't even blink an eye. Whereas I would say, take that kid out back and drown him. We need less of people like him. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, that, that is how it was set up to work. But can you honestly see that working in a practical manner in today's society? I, it's why I said, just no. But it's why I say, <laughs> just burn it all down. At this point, just... <laughs> I don't, I, I can't, I can't. I mean, this is I what I see happening. This is, I, if we actually like put hard term limits on representatives and had this high turnover that 
the real power players are just going to sink a little bit further into the background, right? And you're going to have the same, you might have people coming through with new smiles, new faces, stepping into that position, but it's going to be the same old back uh, guy in the, in the background who's got all the plans for how everything should go and is towing the party line. I, I don't, it's I don't, kind of, that's, isn't that, I mean, it's kind of Machiavellian to think this way, but it's always better to be the kingmaker than the king. No one's trying to assassinate right. and take the kingmaker's exactly. position. Exactly. He, he doesn't have to worry about term limits now because now he's, you know, uh, uh, a lobbyist for some influential group and he's just writing the laws. He doesn't have to vote. He doesn't have to have his job dependent on what he votes on. He has to, just has to make sure that the guy that he quote unquote works for votes the right way. I, I, I just so, yeah. I don't. This this is I have no faith in any of this shit. <laughs> I yeah. really don't anymore. I'm just like I. What is the point of voting? I don't even see it anymore. Like I I I used to be one of those people that like I, I and I realized in the last couple of years I've been lying to myself. I've been living a lie. I've been telling myself that it matters. It's going to do something. It doesn't. It's the same shit. Brand new cast. All it is. Nothing really changes. And if it does, it never changes for us. It changes for people that, that, that make way more money than us. They have way more power than us. And we just get the scraps that fall off the table. And for the most part, if you just leave us the fuck alone, we're happy with that. That's it. I mean, that's, that's, that's really all, that's all this is. And... Why should I fucking contribute to, to, to the system? Fuck this system. It's not doing anything for me. It's not advocating for me. But I'm supposed to go out and, and, and care about everybody else's problems? Fuck that. What about my problems? Well, and I'm not talking about my problems as a white male. I'm talking about my problems as, oh, I don't know, a working poor person. You know, a person who is, 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 is one paycheck away from, you know, living out of a fucking homeless shelter or my car. You know, I... These issues are never addressed. Nothing changes for for these type of people. I mean, it's it was it was a joke that Chris Rock said, but he said black people don't even know there was a recession because we just live in constant recession. That's how poor people live. I understand it's funnier when you put when you when you when you say that joke with the black white dichotomy going there, but that's how poor people live. Period. Every day, that's their reality. The housing market didn't affect poor people. Because they weren't fucking owning houses in the first place. Oh, the, the stock market went to shit. It, poor it people actually, don't have four don't have four hundred one k's. It actually it has, did affect four, poor people because rent went way up. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah a lot of renters for a few years. Hold on. Hold on. See, the minute I said that, I knew that that was fucking going to be trotted out. You're absolutely right. I didn't fucking think that. It didn't affect them right then. The day it happened, poor people weren't like, "Oh shit, my life is over with." No, they were like, "It's just." As I go to McDonald's for my fucking shit part-time job that I have one or two of for for shit wages that have been stagnant for 40 years. Right. Well, I mean, we want to believe that this is still a country where one can pull themselves up for, by their bootstraps. So that way, anyone who's poor is poor by choice or because they're too lazy or too ignorant to get out of their own way. When we have a system that's set up where all the shit rolls downhill. I mean, sure some upper middle class family bought a, a McMansion that they couldn't afford and ended up losing it, having to file bankruptcy, but they didn't, they didn't become homeless. They might have become renters for a little while, but what that did was uh, upset the, de the demand for rental properties, 
which sent the those prices skyrocketing, which drastically affects the poor people that are have been renters the whole time in ways that you know, in a dollar amount it might be equal, but it's that dollar is going to affect a poor person way more than the middle class person, right? Every dollar that's taken out of a poor person's pocket is setting them back that much more. Absolutely. That's why I've said this for decades now. Well, the dumbest thing a poor person can do is get married. If you're a millionaire and you lose half in your marriage, okay, if you have $2 million, that's what you're liquid. Someone gets half of it, you're pissed off. But ends are still meeting. Now, if you make $30,000 a year and someone takes half of it, that person's got to die. Right. Like, I, like I, mean, it I, when, I like it when rich people get divorced or something and they're like, I'm broke now. I'm like, really? You seem to be well clothed. Is that your Lambo out front? Mr. I'm broke now? <laughs> I had to sell the beach house to pay off her half of the, right. the, the settlement and, and, and pay her lawyers. And hey, yeah, you know what? You got hosed. You, you went into a bad business contract. It, if, if, <laughs> if marriage was a business contract, no one would you ever sign that contract. Okay, period. Teamed but, up with an untrustworthy party. Yeah, where you stand to lose half or more of your assets. And what do you gain? Well, Someone you hope the sex that, was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that'll be there to wipe my ass when I'm too old, <laughs> decrepit to do it myself. Would Hopefully. be the first person to do it on paper, like, how many BJs did I get? How many actual? All right, now what would that have cost me in Vegas? <laughs> you know what? It came out about even. You know? If I wanted to do that amount of fucking, it would have cost me that much if I wasn't married. But, I mean, it, 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 I, exactly, you were right. I, what I meant was at the, at the time it happened and, you know, the news was panicking and people were like, oh, my God, my retirement portfolio. No one I fucking knew who was poor was going, oh, my retirement portfolio. Right. They were just going, okay, shit's going to roll downhill as it always does. Should we batten down the hatches for hurricane bullshit? Because that's exactly who's heading our way. Because the people at the top, I ain't, they're not going to take that L. It's not going to happen. By any, they, they turn into Malcolm fucking X when it comes to their money. By any means necessary, they're going to keep their money. Right. You may have to lose the driver, you know, and get a Jaguar instead of a, you know, a fucking, uh, what's a really expensive car these days? They still make Bentleys? Lexus? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Lexus is like. Rolls Royce. Yeah, Rolls Royce. There you go. I think Lexus is like on par with Jag these days. Now that Ford's no longer making them. But I I guess it's just, it's, 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 it's more entertaining and less, uh, blood pressure raising to watch all this political bullshit now because I'm just like, no, I, I, I'm not invested in it. It's kind of like I'm an outsider just sitting there watching it going, would you look at this fucking clusterfuck? This, look at this Chinese fire drill over here. This is, this, is, this is the equivalent of a monkey fucking a football, seriously. And everybody losing their shit, and I'm like, in the end, is it really going to matter? Bottom line, is it... it, it, it is it really going to affect your life? And if people were honest, the answer would be, well, most of the time, no. I mean, what politician in, in, in our lifetimes have you guys really, honestly, truly believed in that you thought that they gave a, a, a fuck about you? The answer is none. I mean, Barry's, Barry was a good orator, but in the end, he's still a politician. I you think know, they, You know there's some dirt in his past somewhere. I, honestly, I think they all did. 
they were all human beings. Some of them may have been corrupt, some more than others. And I'm not saying that that was their only purpose, you know, wanting to help people. That's why they got into office. But people that I voted for, people that I haven't, people I've admired, people I were disgusted by, they all cared about people. They may not have shown it in the right <clears throat> in the right ways, may not have acted in the right ways, but I don't think they're inhuman. I just think they care about your vote. That's, just, that's much. as much as they give a fuck about you. Yeah. Is what's the box you check in the voting booth? After that, we'll see you in four years. Yeah, and, yeah. I, but look, I, I'm not really trying to be a contrarian when I say this because one should be judged by their actions, right? It, your intentions certainly should mean something, but at the end of the day, it, it's not going to matter if the end result is is undesirable. But if you're really asking me, do I think that these people, you know, do I think that they just don't give a shit about them and are so cynical that that, that is the only thing that they care about is getting the vote or getting the money? I don't. I don't think so. I, I think there's people behind the scenes, but I don't really think that anyone who's reached the office of president has really lacked compassion up until Trump. Trump's like the only person I can think of who I truly believe that has, he doesn't give a shit about anyone who is not in business with him or related to him. See, I just think Trump is the first person to wear that shit on his sleeve. He, he's the first person that's not lying to you about it. And, what did Todd used to call you, Pollyanna? I wish I had your view on the world, Aaron. But dude, I mean, okay, let's talk about George Bush then. Do I think that George Bush cared about me personally? No. Well, we know he doesn't care about black people. He doesn't. He doesn't even know who I am. And do I think that he cared about every person in this country equally? No. I really don't believe that. But do I think if you just Generally, does he care enough about people? Sure, yeah. He's a, he's a decent enough guy. At least he seems like it. I don't think that he's evil. I mean, sure, he got into to business, into this business, because it was the family business. But talk, talk about a spectacular case of stumbling towards success and failing upwards. Yeah. He oh, wasn't even... Absolutely. He wasn't even the chosen one of the Bush fucking brood. Mm-hmm. He was the, oh, Christ, is W coming? Fuck, hide the booze. <laughs> you know? I, I just, I, I, I don't, I, I can't bring myself to, to believe it anymore that, like, on a personal level, that it, any politician gives a fuck. Yeah, as, as, a, as a group, as a voting block, I'm with Chris on that. Yeah, of course they care. They need, they need us to, to pay attention to them just enough to, to go, you know what, I'll vote for them. When the camera's on, boy, are they going to care. It's, that's my other part of the cynicism is there are cameras involved in their job. Of course, anytime a TV or a, or a regular camera, if those even still exist anymore, you know, are on them, of course they're going to give the appearance of they care. And, I mean, and then I'm forced to think of what, with what you just said that, oh, well, I can't remember who's – whose funeral it was at, but you know, Clinton was sitting with a couple of his buddies and <laughs> that big horse laugh of his. And then he looked over and he saw a camera was on him and instantly he went into biting lower lip, cast <laughs> eyes down mode. And I'm he like, was in a f- 
funeral. Yeah, like, well, you know he what? Was chuck- he was yucking it up at a funeral, and he got and he realized he was on camera, and that somebody was going to use that as Bill Clinton has a great time at a funeral. Well, if you're doing it right. You should have a good time at a funeral. I mean, that's maybe that's my Irish coming out in me, but it's mm-hmm. we could we don't call it wakes, and there's plenty of booze served. Everybody have a good time. Nobody sexually assault nobody. <laughs> nobody boof anybody. <laughs> I've left instructions for a funeral pyre while Monster Mash plays. That's how I want my funeral. <laughs> Anyways, just thought I'd throw that out there. No. I, I guess my problem is it's I, it is it is a it is a it is a career that you know you have to compromise yourself to go into, mm-hmm. and the end result is that brass ring. Good people aren't going to set themselves up for that situation. Do I believe there's been people with very good intentions who have went into politics and been corrupted and went fuck it and got cynical about it and said, "I used to try to save the world now I just try to make my my life as comfortable as possible." I absolutely. Just like I know, I, I've, I know for a fact there's people that, that dipped their toe in the water of politics and said, okay, done with that. No, thank you. I just can't bring myself to be that much of a hypocrite and walked away. But I, I, I think the, the vast majority go in knowing exactly what they're getting into. All right. This isn't, this isn't like someone joining the, the military during peacetime hoping to get college money. Okay. This is, we're showing up at the recruiter's office going, I want to go kill me some hajis. All right. And that might serve a purpose, but do you want those type of people who know what they're getting into and are like foaming at the mouth to get into it? Will fuck over other human beings, their own friends, people that have worked with them side by side with them to to get one step closer to the brass ring? Is that who we want running this country? Because that's who is running this country. And I, that's why I say I this system I have no faith in anymore. I'm done. It's, right. I'm, I'm over. Well, listen, I think you should vote. I think that you couldn't, I mean, how could you possibly expect any of it to change if you don't vote, Um, even if it doesn't? (laughs) But also, from the aspect of whether a politician directly cares about anyone or whether it's just to get a vote, I, I don't think that should really matter. I think it's about what they accomplish and whether their accomplishments benefit you directly or not. That's what you should vote on. And then as I might straight white male, should we never vote Democrat ever again? No. Why? Well, that's last couple of weeks. I mean, Todd said it a few months ago and I think Rich has even said it maybe a time or two. Like, they don't want us. We are straight, white, cisgendered males. Everything I've been reading yeah. the last couple of years, we're the fucking enemy to them. <laughs> sure. I, w- <laughs> and, but if we're just talking about... We're talking about voting in our best interest, right? Yeah, I'm talking about voting in your best interest. Yes, things that are going to directly defect, affect your life. You vote for a Democrat, and what do you imagine, what law would they pass that would negatively affect you because you're a straight white male. I'm not saying that what you're just saying best interest. They don't want me. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> what 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 law would they pass that would affect straight white males? Uh you mean like the law that Jerry Brown just signed in in into effect in California stating that any corporation based out of California has to have 50/50 gender equality in the boardroom? Like that 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 type of law? 
type of law where, where you're, you're taking a business and saying, and by the way, I think we can agree for the most part, most very successful businesses care about one thing and one color, and that's money and profit. And if it's a woman that's going to get them there or a man that's going to get them there, they don't give a shit as long as their fucking pockets are lined. And to affirmative action. That can also affect straight white males. I mean, here's the fucked up part about affirmative action. And this is where, like, my friends on the right, they're like, oh, Rich is about to savage it. Oh, shit. And they're going to be left scratching their head. What it was originally intended for, I'm totally in, in favor of. Mm-hmm. Two candidates, both equally qualified. One is underrepresented in that field simply based on race, whatever. Fine. Give them the job. What I don't support is giving less qualified candidates a job over more qualified candidates simply based on race. Because ultimately, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You want the best people that you want the best people possible when you're trying to run a business. And I wouldn't give a single fuck who that person was. I don't care if you're straight gay. Uh, straight or gay, I don't care if you're white or black, I don't give a fuck if you're male or female, can you make this business money? Yes? Come on in. We got a spot for you. And I, I'm not talking about hillbilly Jim who won't make a birthday cake for those queers on the corner and, you know, the three people that work there that are all related to him, those type of business. I'm talking about major corporations, movers and shakers on a global scale. I cannot believe they're sitting there going, well, you know, we could be billionaires 15 times over but we're not going to hire any women but if we did we would be billionaires 15 times over but we're not going to hire her yeah this is a conversation I've, I've had with mandy a million times like yeah they, they care about the they don't give a fuck who gets them the money they just care about the money and let me tell you something that if they're being considered for that high of a position those people don't give a fuck about gender at that point they give a fuck about the bottom line themselves at that point. I mean, that's 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 what gets like, like this is this is the delusions that 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 the quote unquote people on the outside looking in they tell themselves because they think this way. They assume everyone else does. They constantly thinking that's a white person. I'm a black person. That's a male. I'm a female. They constantly think everybody else does. No, 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 no. There's plenty of people who don't give a shit about that. It's about how do I make more money? How do I get a bigger bank account? And if you're in my way, I'll take you out. Doesn't matter who you are. I'm not doing this for it's not personal. It's business. I'm not doing this because I hate your race, gender, religion, whatever. I'm doing this because you're in my fucking way. Now you can either step out of my way or I can move you out of my fucking way. But either way, I'm getting that money that you're standing in front of. I've known people that were my my my, my stepdad was the youngest president of a very large uh, engineering firm here in Detroit. At a very young age, by the way, that man was ruthless when it came to making business deals. And he didn't give one single shit who you were. He rubbed elbows with the righteous and the wicked equally. He did not care. I saw it firsthand. I grew up in that house watching that man make deals, wheel and deal everything. Everything was, everything was a negotiation. Everything was a chance to gain something. The worst thing you could do is find yourself in his debt because he's going to work your ass off with favors. If he can't get money out of you, he'll get free fucking uh, a labor out of you, et cetera, et cetera. These are the type of people that are at top of these businesses. They're not like us. They don't sit around and fucking make podcasts about, you know, 
pronouns and, and shit that, you know, laws that are being passed and, and all this. They don't give a fuck about that. That's what people need to realize. And if, we're, and if you're going to put a party in power, which the Democrats is setting itself up to be the party of identity politics, that's going to try to interject that, fist fuck it into, in, into corporate culture. Uh, maybe this is my, I don't know, half-assed libertarian side coming out. That ain't going to be good for all of us. You want the best people at the head of the ship, don't you? I mean, you don't want businesses hiring people based on feelings or a quota or anything like that. I mean, there's, there's, I sat and listened to an interview about how the meritocracy, if I'm even pronouncing that right, needs to be destroyed. And I'm like, is this the new patriarchy now? Is this where if you are good at something, somehow that's now a bad thing because other people aren't good at it? Yeah, quit showing off. I mean, what, am I, what, am I, what, am I, what are we supposed to do? If I pick up my guitar and there's a person who just picked up a guitar two weeks ago and they know three chords, am I not supposed to play a fourth chord because I don't want to offend them? I don't want to hurt their feelings? I mean, this is this is the madness we're dealing with. And this is why I can't fucking get on the Democrats' fucking side anymore. And the Republicans, fuck that. Me and them parted ways a long time ago. That's just not happening. So where does that leave me? And, and believe me, I don't, I'm not the only one. A lot of people feel this way. I, 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 Isn't this where we would interject George Carlin's line about just standing there with your dick in your hand? Well, you better make sure no one's watching when it's a high school party because you can never do anything when you get older. Yes. And don't ask anybody if you could stand there with a dick in your hand. I just... I, 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 I want to, I want, God damn it, I want, I would like to, let's put it that way, I don't sound to say want, I would like to be able to agree with a lot, a lot of what I hear Democrats say. And I do believe there needs to be a balance of power. Anytime one party holds too much power, the, tails, the, the scales get tipped way too far in somebody's favor. And the problem is, is that what, Todd, you bring this up all the time. What happens? The, it, you bring it up all the time as well, Aaron, the overcorrection. And I'm just tired of jumping from overcorrection to overcorrection. Can't we have a little bit of fucking balance here? You know, I saw Abraham Lincoln quote on a billboard uh, a couple weeks ago. It was about civility. It's totally right, and I think we've totally lost sight of it Like as a group. Not us. I'm talking about the, 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 the 325 million group. A house divided against itself cannot stand. We are dividing the fuck out of our house, and we have been for about the last 10 years. Yeah, and what are we dividing ourselves up by? Race, class, penis or no penis. I mean, of all the things we divide ourselves up by, I think the one that probably is the most rational and logical to is class. There is a problem with a disappearing middle class in this country. There is a problem with the people in at, at the top, their salaries growing 400 times over while the average salaries pretty much stays stagnant. Those are, those are real issues that can be addressed. Yeah. Sitting here talking about, you know, oh, well, he's a white person, so he went to private school, and he's, he's privileged in ways that he doesn't even know, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm privileged. Now, what do you want me to do about it? Do you want me to renounce my privilege? Or do you, or, or, or do you want to try to, I don't know, uh, get every boat to where we're floating, it, it, you know, on the same level here? Because... That's the end game for a lot of these people, is they just want to yell in your face that you're privileged and you're wrong. Okay, great. Now what? Let's do something with that. Yeah, we've established that. Now let's let's fix the problem. I mean, I, I, I'm i listening to, like I said, I'm listening to Detroit today, and I'm listening to these two. These two uh, by the way, 
uh, the, the host went to U of M, and the author went to uh, uh, oh shit, probably another college. None of the three of us could afford. It was in Maryland. I can't remember the name of the, the college. You'd recognize it the minute I said it, though. And I'm sitting there going, you two are way more privileged than me when it comes to that shit. They were talking about how they were raised in middle-class homes. It's only as I've gotten older that I realize my home life was never even close to middle-class. We were working poor all the time. Like, my stepmother is now middle-class. You know why? Because she has no more kids and no more husbands. She can afford to be middle-class. Like, I, But we weren't when I was a kid. It was, you know, having... Utilities shut off, not knowing where your next meal was coming from. Those were very real problems in my household. And these two are sitting here talking about, you know, the private schools they went to in Detroit and in 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 in, in Maryland and and you know the, their their college experiences and all this and and traveling the world. And I'm like, and, and yet they're sitting here talking about, you know, well, you know, white straight males are privileged, you know, and they get. They, they're private school and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Private? I went to public school. I'm none of these things that you're listing. None of them. And that's, it, 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 isn't that an issue? There's a lot more people like me than there are that, that, that are like Kavanaugh. He's the out, he, he is the, the weird one out. There's a lot more people who went to high school, either partied their way, flunked out, couldn't afford whatever, didn't finish college, and are now just grinding their life away, working a job hoping to make ends meet week to week. Well, that, that's what I was saying before, that people were excusing Kavanaugh's behavior as boys will be boys, but it's only white rich boys will be white rich, rich boys. Well, the problem is they see shit like this in the news, and the people who say shit like that go and take it out on the people who don't have that privilege, a.k.a. everybody around them that they, that they deal with. Like, you know, I... I we, we, <laughs> this week on Sporgy, Earl really wanted to have an unregimented show, and he was pushing for it at the beginning. And I, I told a story of talking to a few women who I've known for decades, highly intelligent. These are not dumbass people. And we were talking about this shit, and I said, you know, well, what about false accusations that ruin the guy's life? And a handful of them said, I don't care. I don't care. And I said, okay, well, I don't care what happens to you. Raped or not, doesn't matter to me. I'm fine. They got pissed off, and I said, yeah, well, you get what you give. That's what you're going to put out to me. That's what you're going to get back, and you don't like it. Yeah, we, we, we've we lost, it's another cliche, but you know me, I love them. We, we've lost sight of the whole, it, if you're going to dish it out, you better be able to take it. We now just like to dish it out, and if you dare give it back to us, well, then you're going to be something ist. Gonna be racist, sexist, and that's what uh, this whole thing has brought out the worst in so many people. And if something consistently brings the worst out of so many people, why are we still propping this thing up? Why are we still acting like this system is the only way to to to, to do shit? It just puts us at odds with each other. And I mean, I, I, like Jesus Christ, something is. Look, we watched that Kavanaugh thing this weekend. Mm -hmm. Aaron and I did together uh, from Saturday Night Live. The cold. Oh, the skit. Yeah. Yeah. And we both laughed our asses off at it, right? And then we watched the, I don't what was he dressed up as a bottle of Perrier or something? I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, Kanye's performance. Yeah, he was dressed up as a Perrier bottle, and his partner, whoever that dude was, was a Fiji bottle. Okay. And I didn't even know that he did another performance that they cut him off and, and went to commercial in the middle of. And when I found out why, I was like, why? Because he was saying shit you didn't agree with? Now, granted... Absolutely. <laughs> there, there's, 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 there's absolutely no point to go down this road. So let me just say this, and we'll get this out of the way. It's not a, viol a violation of his First Amendment rights. 
Okay, oh, the, yeah. gover- the government didn't yeah. shut him down. <laughs> so everybody just shut the fuck up about that. But it is censorship. Yeah. They said, no, you're not going to say this because we don't agree with what you have to say. We're going to shut you down. This is where we're at now. This is, this, th- these things are options that are always on the table. These used to be the extreme type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like oh, man, it's got to be like he's up there advocating for, like, you know, a riot or something for us to pull the plug. Now it's, uh, we don't agree with what you're saying politically. So we're going to pull the, okay, well, if that's the playing field you want, that's the playing field you will get. Let me ask you a question. Where does that leave us? What's going to happen? You're going to have media that caters to one side, media that caters to another. Does that sound familiar? Because we're right living right dead smack in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And nothing's real. If you, if, if you disagree with the story, it's fake. If you agree with the story, it's real. There's no point in doing any fact-checking. It must be the greatest time in the world to be a journalist these days because you could literally take a shit, throw it at a fucking wall with random topics on there, and just write a couple paragraphs and post it on some place. Yeah, that's what somebody's going to call it true news. Yeah, you can just make shit up. It doesn't really seem to, if it comes to fruition or if it doesn't, doesn't matter. It got you some clicks for a couple days, which Amorosa's still waiting on that N word tape. It's been what two months? <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, shocking. Well, she said it. It sold her some books, and now we've forgotten about it. There was the the story out this week about Trump's finances and his family finances. This was a, a story that was researched for the last eighteen months before it was finally published, and was like a blip on the radar. And instantly. They, the stories about Kavanaugh punching somebody because he thought he was the lead singer of UB40 <laughs> got more traction than this story did. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm mentioning it again because I love it. <laughs> it's the most absurd way for UB40 to interject themselves back into this, the public consciousness. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. No, you're absolutely right. An 18th-month investigative report with one comment from Sarah Huckabee Sanders was dismissed by half the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which she pretty much said, uh, TLDR, if you read her comments. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, fake news. No, I, I don't agree with it, so it's not real. Doesn't matter. I mean, okay, here's, here's here, one of the, the most telling things from that fucking, from, from that report was what Trump's father did for him when he was like three or four. Mm-hmm. He started, he, he bought rental properties, put them in his toddler son's name, paid rent to his toddler son that went to a fund so when he turned 18, he'd have money. Now, I don't know if that's illegal, but that sounds kind of shady, like no, kind of a way to, to avoid some shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how these people think. Like fuck your fuck your, fuck grandma giving you a savings bond for a hundred bucks. You got to wait eighteen years for it to mature. But remember what I always say in situations like this: just operating the way the system is letting them. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, well, it does sound like there are some actual laws broken here. You know, loopholes are one thing, but there is a. But I guess the other part of it is, if we're talking about shit from when Trump was three or four, or just shit that went down in the early nineties, what does it fucking change? He's still going to be president. 
It's just going to be more shit to fill up the 24-hour news cycle. And apparently, it didn't fill it up that much. No, what it what it what it should do is inform the society that's reading that that oh shit, we really got taken by a huckster here. We but we've already known that. No, do we? A lot of us don't. A lot of us don't. Yeah, we may know it. Well, here's what I thought was interesting about this story too: the fact that Donald Trump is actually worth less now than when he started his presidential campaign. I believe that. President only makes 400 grand a year. Donald Donald Trump probably hasn't made that since he was like in his early twenties. No, but I'm not talking about his salary. I'm talking about his actual net worth, which none of, none of his businesses have, have folded since his, uh, since his run. Well, didn't he, Technically, pay for most of his campaign. Well, the first third the first, of it, yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, shit's expensive." Yeah. Oh, uh, now now I'll take donations. <laughs> he found right. out that even with three billion dollars worth of fucking free, you know, airtime, that still wasn't going to get him elected. Now, but his his net worth going down has nothing to do with money that he spent to achieve this office. It's Purely from loss of business due to unpopularity. Okay, but what does that change? It doesn't change anything. Why? What? Are we only allowed to talk about Trump if we can get him out of office? Well, I mean, with the with the stuff that the media does, it, it seems like a lot of it is just we're, we're filling up the news cycle. Okay. Oh, hey, look, no. we got this All story right. on. All right. Step to the side, though. I only I brought it up because it, I I wonder if this changes. Trump's mind about how good this job is that he currently holds. He's king dingling. You don't change shit in his mind. He still, it, it, they still have to call him President Trump whenever anybody, when, whenever he walks in the room, they got to call him President. Military people got to salute. Yeah, but he knows. Dude, this is all about his, power. This ain't about money. Yeah, of course it is about he money. Got, he got made yeah. fun of. Do you think you know, he at stopped at a, at a caring about what his position is on the Forbes list? You think he doesn't track that every year? That that isn't a sign of uh, of achievement for him? Probably greater than the presidency. I, I when I agree with you with everything you said up till greater than the presidency. No, I truly believe him getting shit on at that, at, that, at that at that White House correspondence dinner really really stuck in his craw. Yeah, this is all, and, it's all about power. And becoming president is like the ultimate fuck you back. I, now, when, when he's done, uh, I, he'll absolutely go back to carrying where his standing is on the Forbes magazine. But right now, he's like, I'm fucking president. Well, that's nice. I, I, I'll, I'll check it out. Oh, but no, I don't buy it. I don't think that's, that's his motivating goal at the moment right now. See, I, I, don't see, I don't see why that would change at all for him. Just because he's president, he hasn't given anything up. He's not making some sort of sacrifice for the people. In his mind, he has. He can't go. He can't go fucking around like he used to behind Melania's back, and every other woman he's ever fucking been with. He, huh? he just can't. He he can't do it. I'm not saying that these are things that we should go. Oh, excuse me, jazz hands. Good job, <laughs> Donnie. Well, I'm just I'm saying that in his. Well, let's mind, imagine then if what if he actually his net worth increased and he he went up on that list. Don't you, think he'd, don't you think he'd be talking about it right now? Uh, he'd be bragging about it at his fucking rallies. Yeah, 
at his rallies, sure, I could see that. When someone sticks a mic in his face, it's, it's an actual reporter. Um, he might actually have sense enough to be like, eh, maybe I shouldn't fucking basically wave a red red flag in front of the bull like that. But I the don't, other side of that I is, don't think is that the, he I can't win. Power of the presidency is more important to Trump than the power that his money gets him. I don't know. You get you get way more power being the president than you do as a rich guy. It's a little more. I mean, you, you have the entire you have the entire country at your fingertips. You have the. Mm. I mean, do you? And somebody can just lose a memo or just forget an order. Yeah. That you probably said we're going to say that you lost this. No, I think there's exponentially more power to the, being the president than being a rich guy. And again, this is all this is all about power for him. This is this is a fuck you to Barry because he got made fun of in what 2013, in 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. I'm not saying that had nothing to do with it, but I don't buy that superhero origin bullshit. That was there was no turning point for Trump. Trump Trump's president because a lot of people decided, hey, wait a minute, this guy's a useful idiot. A lot of people who needed somebody that could say the right message, realize that he could say that message and not give a fuck. But let's be fair. Trump also talked to Whitey during the election, whereas his opponent did that not. That is the message. That's what I'm talking about. He didn't come up with that message on his own. That was fucking Roger Stone. Duh. No politician comes up with Why do you think they have campaign managers? Why do you think they have speech writers? Why do you think they have a full staff? I mean, every move they make is calculated. I don't know. I, I mean, we're, we're honestly here. We're spitballing because none of us know the man personally. From I'm just, I think power is just as intoxicating to him, if not more at this point in his life, than money. He doesn't worry about money anymore. No, the money is the power. It's the ultimate power. Political power does not automatically guarantee you having so much money that you have you know you can you can does not automatically guarantee you fuck you money to no, the world. right but it does it does does give you at the i mean it seems like at the very least the higher up the political ladder you go i mean even if you even if you're you know not trying to get that type of money actually trying to walk the straight and narrow which this imaginary politician i'm inventing in my head for this example is doing uh, they're going to have maybe not fuck you to the world money, but they're going to end up with kiss my ass to all, most of the most of the, most of the world money. I mean, so uh, here's the I thing: is, is, is he even it, seriously? All bullshit aside, do you think he is even self-aware enough to understand how much of a fucking joke he is to so many people, and has been well before he ever fucking said anything about running for president? I think he gives one shit. Not, yeah, not when you can put them all in the category of they're just jealous. I mean, one of the one of the it was the it was the it was the Times, right? The New York Times had come up with this article. Yeah, the investigative article. Yeah, I, why, why? The only other one in New York would be the Post. I don't think the Post would would fucking. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like something the Post would come up with. But anyways, one of the stories in there was in '90 when he was at basically his worst off financial period where creditors were coming at him and he was he he really fucked himself over right. bad business deals his dad was declared incompetent he walked in took control had lawyers draw up a new will from his father that was going to give him all the control which would open him up and his father's estate up for creditors to come after his father's estate right and and he his own siblings went 
uh, Donnie, bad Donnie, go sit on a naughty step. We're yeah. not allowing this to happen. Because his father had specifically set up his money so that Donnie couldn't do what he feared, which is try and bail out his bad business deals by ruining the family's uh, wealth. Exactly. I mean, this, 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 I, this is the type of man where that is, I've seen that on a very much smaller scale within my own family over a lot less money. I've seen people, you know, try to pull shit like that. And these aren't people who are very self-aware. These aren't people who give a fuck much about what other people think about them. These are people that are just like, nope, I want mine, and fuck you. And I think that's just the way he is. Yep. Like, people try to attribute, like, either that he's, like, like corky from Life Goes On, retarded, or that he's some sort of <laughs> evil genius. No, he's neither. He's just a rich jackass who doesn't think about the shit we think about because he's never had to. He doesn't worry about it. When was the last time that man ever worried about where his next meal was coming from? When his mom left the room and he was still sucking her titties? That's about it. He's never wanted for anything in his fucking life. I mean, he's not a normal person. And we, we, every time we talk about him, we like attribute these things that I just don't believe he's capable of even understanding. I just, I just flash back to, to Bush 1 going to the grocery store talking about, what's that scanner thingy? Right. What the fuck you mean? It's a barcode reader. When's the last time you went shopping? And then they said, how much is a gallon of milk? And he's like, I really have no idea. And it's like, America, ladies and gentlemen, those are our leaders, by the way. People so out of touch, they don't even know how their fucking groceries get rang up or how much they cost. That's what he is. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Power, money. I, it's nice, but it's all, it's all, what does it all come down to? Bragging rights. Waving his dick in everybody's face. That's what it all comes down to. Because he's got everything else. I mean, what else? What, what does he want for in the material world? Nothing. Well, and let's not pretend. Let me ask you this: net so, worth isn't going to shoot up after he gets out of office, like every president does. Eh, I don't. I don't see that happening. Really? I mean, it could, but why would it? What What would make him more valuable? He was a president. Plenty of people will go to see a next president speak. Most presidents' <laughs> net worth shoots up. Because they went into the presidency not nowhere near as rich as Trump is. No, I'm talking about after when you I, start when people yes. start cutting you checks for books. Yes, listen and to what I'm saying. Most presidents' net worth shoots up after they leave office because they didn't go into office with as much money as Trump did. That money's not going to make as much difference to Trump's bottom line as it did to Obama's. Gonna add to it. It's, it's not going, going to subtract from it. It's going to add to it, but it's not going to shoot up. It's not going to boost him up the, the Forbes list. <laughs> Look. He's already at the top tax bracket. You want to, if we want to argue about what means more to Trump, money, or the power of the presidency, what do you think would ruin him more, losing the presidency or losing his money? Oh, losing his money. It'd be a total... Well, there uh, you go. What's more important to him then? Okay, I understand what you're getting at, but let's be honest here. What could cause him to lose all his money impeached that's not what we're arguing though no but that's arguing lead, over what's more lead, important to him no but it could lead to him losing his money what could lead to him losing his money something like getting impeached you, you lose the power right so if the power of the presidency is only about how it affects his bottom line money-wise then what's more important to him the money well you know you know what we'll do We'll throw him in prison for about five years, 
And then at the end of those five years, when they release them, we'll ask them, what'd you miss more? The presidency, the money, or your freedom? We'll have our, then we'll have our answer. Because I, I, to be honest with you, I, I, I think it's all the same to him. I don't think he can comprehend losing his money. It's just always been there. I, I don't know. It, I'd be like waking up without a nose one day. Where'd my fucking nose go? It's always been there. I just, he just takes it for granted. I mean, that's, that's, isn't that part of the problem here, that, that this is someone who's out of touch, who a lot of people in this country seem to think has some sort of empathy for them, that he understands them, that he gets them? I mean, the one thing I'll give Hillary and Bill is that they, they both grew up not all that fucking wealthy in one of the poorest states of the country. Mm-hmm. Now, God knows what they had to do to amass their fortune, but they amassed a fortune. Uh, you know, I... A couple bad decisions on on old Slick Willie's part, and he could have been, you know, you know Willie the 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 creepy bus driver in Arkansas. I mean, so uh, yeah, I I I, can't, I could understand where people be like, it's a long time ago, but they they do remember coming from that. Where does he come from? This is this is why I don't get why like he the he's the he's the hero of the common man. He is the farthest fucking thing from a common man. Born with a silver spoon up his ass. I can't get the image of him driving a bus. I just imagine him driving a bus full of like girls in Catholic school go uniforms, all <laughs> he's biting his lip the whole time. His it, he'd be in so many accidents because he'd be living in that rear view mirror looking back <laughs> through the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, see, I seem to have just dropped a whole bunch of pencils. <laughs> They're rolling all over the place. Get those. <laughs> but I, I what, what that article, like I said, how I, that article should be a wake-up call to people. Instead, it's just being completely ignored by the people that need to read it the most. And it's being read and then buried in the news cycle by the people who it's, it's basically preaching to, the, preaching to the choir. I mean, that's, and that is the problem with news these days how is that a problem with that story though it's not a problem with that story it's the problem with news these days Uh, but what you're describing is how people are consuming the news no i think richard morgan if it's not salacious it it, it's not on the radar we care more this is a lot of reading and a lot of boring financial talk so we're gonna move on you guys keep disagreeing with me when we're not disagreeing (laughs) We, I think we're on the same page with this, but it's not that the you can't do much about what people are going to consume. I mean, this story should come out. Whether it's important or not, it gets any traction or makes any difference is, is I think what, what Rich is getting at is it would be pushed harder if it was more salacious by the by the news outlets. I mean, how. We heard the word shithole for what, like a week? What's a push look like? You put it out, you make decisions on what you think what? is going to get more traction, but no, you don't advertise. I don't know, you put, it at the, you put it as maybe your lead story, and you exactly. stop talking about Brett Kavanaugh for, you know, the last 29 days. Yeah, exactly. and, then, and then somebody's going to buy the paper that has Brett Kavanaugh on the, on the cover because that's the story that they want to read. No, it's... The, the media... It's a symbiotic relationship. It's 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 more like they tell I, us. But I it's agree more, with but it's you. More like they tell us what we want, and then we just keep feeding no, them. We're telling them what we want. We tell them, and they have that information. Before it was with sales, right? With actual sales of copy. Now they can count the clicks on the stories. 
they're not this they are looking at this algorithmically and going this story involves these subjects and we know that it should get around this number of clicks the large part of the pro- a large part of the problem in my opinion at least is people look at the news not to be informed these days but to be entertained news is not a sports match news is not the latest star wars or Mar- or avengers movie the news should be there to inform you not entertain you but that's not how we look at the news these days we want to be entertained i mean that was that was the big knock right. against the daily well, show and john stewart is that's where young people go to get their news mm-hmm. And what was the response? Well, because he actually entertains them while he presents them news stories. That's why John Oliver and Bill Maher still have jobs. Well, but I mean, there's news entertainment. There's a place for that, but that has replaced news that is there to inform us. Yeah. Well, look, I agree that there's a symbiotic relationship going on, but I think if there's blame to be placed, it's clearly on the people. No, I think it should be placed on the media. How so? What, what should they, the media do? They are because, reacting to what the they people go, want. Here, this is what we're putting out. Consume it or don't. This is what we're going to report on. And then they'd go out of business and somebody else would step in that would produce the stories that people want to hear. I don't know, not that if was, they all started following the laws no. of journalistic ethics what? like, they, like they've abandoned. Every, everybody that wants to produce media is going to all band together in the same group and say No. This is how we're going to report. There actually is a code of journalistic ethics that used to be followed by all news organizations. I yes. understand that. But it doesn't decide who gets you know, their story published on a website or who gets their story on a, on a news, uh, on uh, CNN or Fox or anything like that. The only thing that determines that is what are people going to watch, read, listen to? That's what determines it. So the, pr- the blame can only be laid at the people. No, because I think if you put something out and it's there, it will be consumed. But <laughs> how, many, how many times have you watched something that you've seen a million times just because it was on? It, 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 the same principles would apply. You, you know, if we actually start following these code of ethics again and it, it, it's there, it's going to be consumed. No, well, I don't see any evidence of that. Yeah, have, you, have you watched network TV? Yes, and that's what's showing me no evidence of what you're describing. You put stuff there, people are going to watch it. No, they won't. <laughs> They've already shown that they won't. That's why we have the news that we have. Well, then that's... Then I guess we get what we deserve. That's Maybe so, but <laughs> there's not some like secret cabal of media experts that are determining what stories need to be pushed. Those are uh, yeah, they're called news they're, directors. No, they're not. <laughs> the news directors are working off of algorithms. They're they are quote unquote pushing. News directors decide what goes on the air and what doesn't. Yes, and they make those decisions based on who's watching. Well, I guess we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this. You know, I can't remember if it was Metro Times. I don't or... see it. What's the counter here? I don't understand your counter. Well, that the, my, my counter is we got to raise the fucking bar. That is my counter. As a viewer, yes. And as news organizations, everyone has to raise the bar. If you raise the bar as a consumer, the bar has to be raised by the media outlets or else they then go out of business. They stay in business by fulfilling a demand like any other business does. They stay in business by selling advertising. 
They stay in business, yes, by fulfilling a demand. The advertising comes with the eyeballs. That is part of their business model. All right. However, if there's a story that all news media, that all the media gets, the story breaks at the same time, and they go, hmm, well, this is a good story, and it's an important story, but most of our, 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 our people watching won't care. Mm-hmm. How, that is still them making a decision on what news is presented or not presented. Yes, it's based off of well, the, 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 the listeners, the watchers. Yeah. Will they give a shit? No. Then we're not going to talk about this story. It's not a sexy story. Or bury it on the last page or whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and why do they make that decision? Because based on what their viewers, listeners, whatever, based on those people consuming the media, they have told them, we don't care about these types of stories. We don't want to read about it. But I think we're conditioned to do that. Who's conditioned? Us, the people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Until the, until the people who are consuming media saying, raise but, the bar but, for what they expect we can be as a standard, we can be conditioned then the media the can't way. do anything about it. It's my point. The conditioning can, can go two ways. Well, conditioned, not conditioned. Whether we get what we deserve, whether we don't get what we deserve. There's also just a huge fucking issue right now of going back to what we were t- talking about earlier. If you disagree with the story, you just call it fake news and you move on. That I, that I think is the most dangerous thing that we're flirting with right now. With we are looking at observable facts and reality and going, I choose not to believe it because I don't want to believe it. And I mean, where where has that led us as far as religion, as far as state-sponsored, you know, giving power to the state? It never ends up anywhere good because eventually people are going to look to, to something to tell them the truth. And right now it's, well, if it comes from Fox, it's real. If it comes from MSNBC, it's bullshit. If it comes from CNN, they don't even know what the fuck they're doing over there. We can't even, we can't even agree on what is a real news story and what isn't. I mean, literally, I feel like we're at the point, this point in this country where if a, a person in a MAGA hat stood up and said, most fire trucks in this country are red, someone in a not-my-president shirt would stand up and argue that, no, most of them are yellow these days. And it doesn't matter who's right, because the point isn't to be right. The point is to win the argument. Facts don't matter. Who's left standing at the end? Who's the last one to comment on the thread? Their their argument would probably be not all fire trucks and uh, that they don't see color. (laughs) (laughs) Racist, calling them fire trucks by the the, the color. Don't, Don't you care about what's inside? And we're pressing the fire by trying to right. extinguish it. It's not a red fire truck. It's a fire truck that happens to be red. Why can't you let the fire live its truth? Why do you have to oppress it? <laughs> I'm going to put out the flames of injustice with my stream of justice. There you go. Yeah, no. I, I, that's, 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 that's another reason. It's, and and to, to what you're saying... You're right. I just tend to think it's it, it, it falls more along the lines of a symbiotic relationship, like Rick, like Chris was saying. I think one feeds into the other, which feeds into the other. It's a it's a it's a it's a give and take. Yeah, but because, I don't. I think there's only one party that can stop it, and that's on the consumer end. Well, the problem is, is that an informed consumer is a dangerous consumer for most of the crap people try to sell us. So to keep us dumb is in the best interest of the people trying to sell us shit. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Anytime anyone comes out and says something like, you know, some heresy, a heresy against like, uh, you know, uh, uh, case, okay, case in point. Remember growing up, it was 
eggs are bad. No, eggs are good for you. No, eggs are bad for you again. No, eggs are good for you again. Well, no, 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 certain eggs. Okay, the egg whites. Well, you can't eat the yolks. Well, actually, you can eat the yolks, but blah, 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 blah. Back and forth, back and forth. Nonsense, nonsense. Like, that was a punchline of a, of, of a hacky stand-up bit. That is literally what we're living in now. This is, this is, this is, I mean, listening to NPR this week so far, to me, that time story should have been at the top of every fucking, almost every broadcast I heard. It should be in the, in the, in the, it should be in the top two stories. Definitely. If you want to lead with Kavanaugh, I understand that's what's got everybody's attention. Saturday Night Live did a skit on it, so now the, now the country's paying attention. When you made it to Saturday Night Live, you know they're paying attention. But this is an important story. It's getting buried. And, yeah, is it because people don't care? I don't know. Is it because people... How about this? Maybe people are just too stupid to understand what they're fucking being told. It's not a very, it's not a very happy thought. But, I mean... What's, the, what's well, the Carlin quote? Think of the average thing. How dumb the average person is. I realize half of this world is dumber than that. I mean... I'm... Chris, I swear to God, I'm not trying to like be all passive aggressive and take a knock at you, but you were like, well, what the fuck does this article matter? Well, it matters because it informs you of the shit that's going on in this family, the type of person he is, the shit he's done in the past. It's a cautionary tale. Don't get fooled again, but we're not going to pay attention to it because Kavanaugh whipped his dick out at some party 35 years ago. Yes, and we all we live in the Handmaid's Tale now, apparently. I Yeah, I... It's it's been very eye opening, this shit to me with how certain groups of people have just literally in my in my friends have split into two sides, like this is the issue that's done it quicker and more and de- more decisively than almost any other issue. And after the 2016 election, I didn't think it could get any worse. But this is this is almost literally like the the angry women that are my friends are yelling at every man they can online, and the guys who fucking take exception to that are yelling at these women. And I'm like, do you guys not remember you've been friends for 20 years? Did, did anybody sexually assault anybody in this group? No. So why are you arguing like this is something that, that it, it, it happened between you two personally? And really, when it comes down to it, it comes down to the angry women that I have are friends are saying, you have to believe all women. And the, and the guys are saying, no, all women should be heard and then let due process take over. And boom. Like I said, it's it's literally Moses parting the Red Sea. I mean, I just, within a, a couple days, I saw people lining up on either side. And I'm just, here we go. Here we go again. I mean, you have to wonder at a certain point, who who is all this divisiveness benefiting? Because it's not us. I mean, it's, it's definitely not us. Uh, guys, we're, Washington. We're, all, we're either all in our 40s or we're knocking on the door of 40. All right. We've been in the workforce for 20 years. Do you really need to sit through another, you know, don't sexually harass at work, video, training session, whatever the fuck? You know what you can and can't do at work. Yet that's what this bullshit fucking brings. It's, well, we're going we're gonna to close Starbucks for sensitivity training. Training an unconscious bias. Really? So someone's getting a paycheck over some bullshit. If you, yeah, if you want to take it to a higher level, yeah, Washington. Why? Because what are we focused on? We're not focused on the shit that they're doing that, that's, that's, that, that actually might have an effect on us. We're focused on this political theater. Mm-hmm. It's fodder for fucking, for Saturday Night Live. And it's going to fire up each one of their bases. I mean, this is all really, in my opinion, this is all for turnout in, what is it, the fourth? You know, 32 days? Absolutely. I said this, I think it, no, I, I think it was just when you and I were talking about it one night, Aaron. I said, this is, this is, the Democrats know they're not going to strike down Kavanaugh's appointment. Mm-hmm. 
This is them going, look, we're willing to fight back, though. We're not the party of, you know, well, we can't get ourselves dirty. And, and you No, know, we're willing to get dirty. And we're going to push it until we absolutely can. And there's been so many asinine things to come out of this. Oh, the FBI is going to investigate it for a week. Oh, really? That's it? So oh, it was, <clears throat> they said for a week, but it ended up being, what, three days? And they didn't interview anyone? Exactly. Because the scope of the FBI investigation is decided by the White House. And I think the, the fear is, at least the, the, the theory goes that it's not what the FBI might find out by interviewing Ford. It's about how much more trouble Kavanaugh could possibly get himself into (laughs) if he lies to the FBI the way that he lied about all kinds of stupid shit to Congress. Doesn't he strike you as the type of guy that pledged a fraternity and like looked forward to the elephant walk? (laughs) (laughs) Like... Like I, I like he just yeah, but yeah. There's and and then then he, here's here's my favorite. He was probably part. the guy who practically tanked his initiation by saying something stupid at the last minute. And they're like, "Can you just keep your mouth shut?" And so you're pouring beer into it, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, and then and then for senators to come out before the investigation even starts on both sides, by the way, and say, "No matter the results of the investigation, I'm not going to change my my vote." Well, then what the fuck are we doing here? Exactly. Political theater. I'm helping. (laughs) In a Ralph Wiggle voice, yes. (laughs) All right. I mean, I guess there's no way that a Democrat can win in your eyes then, Chris, right? I mean, if they play the game, then then it's just political theater. If they don't, then they're just too weak to even be considered. I'm I'm more of the, the... the mindset of pick your spots. First of all, I think this is you- a spot. This is a fucking guy who's going to be a judge for the rest of life on the Supreme Court. How is that not a, a battle to fight, even if you don't think it's winnable? Well, you don't. You shouldn't be fighting your battles based on what you think you can win. You should be, be-, be- fighting your battles based on what you think you sh- should be right. Eh, little column A, little column B. Quite honestly, I I just don't understand. The, the logic or the thought behind coming out and saying, no matter what the investigation turns up, I'm not changing my mind. Well, that, yeah, that, that, that the is, whole point of this coming out well, supposed to sway the vote? I think that I think that's a fair statement. If you already went into it knowing that you didn't want this man on the Supreme Court, then no, why should it change your mind? Right. Either he's guilty and I don't want him on the court or he's not guilty and I still don't want him on the court. No, I and don't think I'm laying that. It was dumb for the Democrats to say that because it's kind of like, you know, really? We we know you don't want them on the court. The Republicans, it's like, the fix is in. Are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? Are you kidding me? You you basically just just walked up and John Gotti the entire country. You just pulled some gangster shit. And Flake, who was lauded as a hero for like a day and a half for his decision to say yes with an asterisk saying there needs to be an FBI investigation has probably done the Republicans a favor and actually gave them some time to and, and make it look like they're actually willing to, to do something about this, right? Ultimately, if they just railroaded this through and say nobody needs to know anything about any kind of investigation, then they would probably suffer more politically than if they actually went to this week of posturing and saying, oh, we're going to hear all sides and everyone's going to have their 
their say and their testimony, and then we're going to decide, even though we know that it's not changing anyone's mind. And you know what's you know what the most fucked up part of this is? What's what's been lost in a lot of this? This could have been an opportunity for people to step up and go, okay, look, we need to seriously talk about sexual assault, not in hysterics, but seriously talk about it and talk about consent laws and how we view them and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's a missed opportunity. I mean, it, when I, when, when I hear people say, you know, I think that something happened, but I think they're just, they were both too drunk to actually recall anything. Well then, isn't that an issue? I mean, why are we, you know, it, Shouldn't we be having that discussion like, you know, hey, women, men, non-binary people, whatever the fuck, uh, you might not want to fucking drink to the point where you can't remember what the fuck you're doing because you could do some fucking horrible shit or shit that you're going to regret later. No, we're not talking about that. No, it's just you got to believe all women automatically. Can't question nothing or or no women need to be heard, but then due process. I mean, to talk about sexual assault and like, I'm surprised no one has brought this up. This is well past the, the, the statute of limitations. There's nothing that can be done to prosecute him, if I'm right. correct, unless he comes out and goes, I did rape her. Then, okay, you're admitting to a crime. We can, we can, basically, that's admissible in court if you do it in front of the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we talking about the fact that you have well, major cities who sit on thousands of rape kits because they're juking the stats because, well... You make rapes disappear, you make assaults turn into a misdemeanor, and it makes the stats look better, which makes the politicians look better. Why aren't we having these discussions? If we, if, we want, if we want to talk about real justice when it comes to this issue, talk about the real issues and not all this emotional horse shit that makes for good memes but doesn't do anything besides that. And once again, th- th- thank you, America. Thank you for being you. you, 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 you no one ever went broke on underestimating how stupid the American people are. We turned it into fodder for Saturday Night Live. That's it. I mean, every time one of these things come up, wasted opportunities to actually talk about a system that is flawed and broken in some places and make it out and, and, and try to fix it. These are, the, these are politicians. These are people who should be there to fix it. Instead, what are they doing? They're playing partisan politics because they want their boy in or they don't want him in. As I say, finding a solution doesn't make anyone a winner, Rich. You can't win if you find a solution. That's a very scary fucking thought. If that's how these people are thinking, then they, are the, then they don't need to be in power anymore. All of them. Any of them. Period. End of story. Because that is terrifying to me. I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious. I've yet to see, even, even, the most, even the most staunch, angry as fuck, agenda or rage, pussy hat wearing feminist I, I'm friends with, hasn't even brought up these issues. And I'm like, why is it up to me to fucking bring this up and be like, why, why aren't we talking about this? It just goes back to the same old shit. No. Teach boys not to rape. You know, someone, someone made the comment, oh, well, if, if, if touching a woman without getting her implicit permission beforehand is assault, then every guy has committed assault. And they're like, yep, thank you for proving my point. All men are, are, sexual, are sexual predators. And I'm like, this is, this is what we're reduced to, really. Okay. I, I'm starting to understand those guys that just go, and, and, and women who go, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm just going to, like, the Unabomber's starting to make sense to me. Just leave, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just leave society behind and just move and just, just, just leave me alone. Without the bomb part, don't get Is it wrong, FBI. Is that out cabins in Montana? 
I, something. I mean, you would. All, all debate in this country has been boiled down to like third grade level. Name calling and who gets the last word. I have a friend whose family, it's a joke, but it's the truth. Whoever yells the loudest and who loses their voice last wins the argument. Doesn't matter what point they're arguing. That's how their family runs. And that family is a clusterfuck. It is a, is, is, is a real life version of shameless. And now we're, this, we want the country to run this way? Okay, well, I bow out. Thank you. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Have a good one. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> You know how we know uh, an argument's one in my family? Nobody so, knows because we don't have arguments. We just repress everything, everything. like normal Scottish people. <laughs> just put, what do they say in, don't, in It's Always Sunny? I'm starting to feel feelings. Pour some brown on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Whew. Bill Hicks. Hey, 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 calm down. Smoke this. Oh, thanks. I was taking life seriously for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of taking life too seriously, maybe we should lighten it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. There's got to be some fun stuff that happened this last week that I would say non-political by definition. Cause I, I think it, anything fun and political happening is probably in our rearview mirror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we what we really need is we need a celebrity die every week so we can get just a weekly shot of Bill Clinton oogling some young singer. Because it's just, like, it's, it, it, we need that. We need that. You know, we'd be like, look, here's the deal. There's creepy old Bill, Uncle Bill. You know, he's creepy. And he's going to do what he's going to do. And we all get a good laugh at it. And, we, and, and, and it, it lightens the mood in the room for a second. And we can move on. I don't, here's the thing. I'm trying to think of something, and all I can think of is watching that stupid fucking Kanye video and people talking about how genius that video is. And I'm like, yeah, because Peter Gabriel and David Byrne want their stick back. I mean, like, are you serious? Let's talk about it. So I I know, Rich, you and I watched the video together. Chris, you you haven't seen the the performance, the first of the two performances from SNL. No. Okay. It was, well, we even, we watched the video for the song, too. Right, and I thought maybe they were doing some kind of weird stripped-down version of the song for the live performance, but no, that was the song. Like, there's nothing really to it. It's super sparse. It's short as fuck. It's, I guess, about a girl having a big ass. (laughs) 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 Well, he is married to Kim Kardashian, and the performance was really baffling considering they were in suits that made them look like water bottles and and in the video they're like in oversized blocky minecraft clothes like in the actual video for the song it's like they look like minecraft right. characters and you just see kanye and <laughs> little whatever the fuck mumble rapper's name is i actually thought like well the video i mean the, i'm sorry the performance on snl was um there's nothing I was just like confused, like what the fuck is this even? The video I thought was actually entertaining, and uh, and there's kind of a, a little back and forth relationship between little Kanye and the giant woman with the big ass. That's rather entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think it works. 
I like the video, actually. I don't like the song. I don't see where that song's going to get played or what's going to happen with it. But maybe that's, you know, not everything has to be like video for a number one single. I, it, no. it's, kind, it's kind of since 808s and Heartbreak, well, quite yeah. honestly. But it, it's kind of, I look at it as like the silly version of the um, uh, Childish Gambino video, right? It works, the song and the video and everything, I think, work together really well and are very effective. But neither of those songs am I just going to be like, oh, pull it up on Google Music, jam yeah. that shit out of my car. I think I brought that up to happen. a couple of weeks ago that I, I heard that uh, This Is America song without seeing the video, and I was like, eh, yeah. that song ain't that great. No, it's not. It's Did not. you write those lyrics and, you know, they're like, hey, your recording session starts in 10 minutes. All right, hold on. But, you know, look, there's... It's not, neither songs are going to be like hit songs, but I think for what they, as they exist in, in video form, I think it's, uh, I think it's fine. I have no problem with either one. But I I've always looked them. at stuff like that, like what you're talking about though, like if you need a great video to make up for an okay to shitty song, to me that's, that's like Kiss, that's like Guar. No, certainly. It's like ICP. I just, Hey, listen, we suck, but look at this. Wow. I mean, I don't care about the Juggalos and the Kiss Army, but you just pissed off a lot of Guar fans. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Whatever. Like, it's even original Guar. It's like Guar with Mike Love. He's <laughs> <laughs> wearing a hat. That's kind of the brilliance of that. I mean, even more so than Kiss. Like, they can doesn't care how many members they rotate out. They've got so many prosthetics on, you'd never know who the fuck was underneath all that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, first of all, you said, what, 808 and Heartbreak or whatever was Kanye, like, dropped off your radar? I think anything post-2006, Kanye dropped off my radar, except for the best Kanye song, ironically, was him being goofed on by South Park with the, my girl ain't no hobbit. My girl ain't no hobbit. <laughs> talking about the gay fish song. That one too. That's the B side. <laughs> but I mean, like, well, I I own zero Kanye. Like, I've never bought anything of his. It's not in my collection. I've never even illegally downloaded any Kanye. See, I'm a, like, I'm of the opinion his first three albums are like required listening if you're a fan of hip hop. But after that. It's all garbage. Well, I mean, the, the like the first memory I have of him being an actual like MC is that uh, I don't I, can't, I just remember the line. I can't remember the name of the song. She got a she got a dark skinned friend that looked like Michael Jackson. She got yeah. a light skinned friend that looked yeah. like Michael Jackson. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's all right. All right, that's a good one. Okay, I'll give him that. <laughs> uh. You know, and I like I like him. I like him as a producer more than a rapper, to be honest with you. All Falls Down, I think, is a good song. Uh, Gold Digger, I think, is a good song. Uh, All Falls Down video with Stacey Dash running away from him and that ass in slow motion is amazing. As long as I don't have to hear her political views. Uh, but besides that, I'm like, I oh Jesus walks. I had a very amusing time around 2004, 2005, going into strip clubs and watching strippers strip. <laughs> <and> Jesus walked. <laughs> that 
That I think that's the only song of his that I've heard that I was like, that's a good song. Jesus Walks is a really good track. Everything else, I don't know. Well, it's it's kind of like one tier below Jay-Z for me. We're like, I don't own any Jay-Z, but at least there's some Jay-Z songs that'll pop up on the radio that I'll jam. And I think Jesus Walks is the only song of Kanye's that I would leave on the radio, at least for the first chorus, and then I'd probably skip. This is the honest to God's truth about Jesus Walks. Even the just the 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 music bed version they use at the end of Jarhead. I used to let the credits yeah. play and not turn it just to hear the the, <laughs> the instrumental version of that song. So, oh yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you, but like, come on, man, Jay Z, you're gonna sit here and talk shit. The Black Album that's got some great stuff on there, man. Sure. No. Well, well, look, I'm not. As far as Jay-Z and Kanye both as competent rappers, producers, I think they're great. I'm not discrediting them as like, they're just not making stuff that that I enjoy. I can appreciate it. You like weed, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like weed and, you know, there's still fucking Tribe Called Quest, so... I don't, but I, I, I hear maybe you just didn't hear the right because my line in the sand with Jay Z is the black album. After yeah. that, it all starts deteriorating, in well, my opinion. I think, you know, popular, white noise. popular hip hop has really suffered from having its sometimes worst songs out there as number one hits. And I can be convinced, certainly. I mean, I was. I've been late to the party on many a rapper. Um, and I just started getting into Nas like in the last couple of years. Oh, wow. And, and realizing how fucking good he is and how good that music is. So I was, I was late to the party with Nas, but not that late. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> but yeah, also not that late. There is so much of it where, like, I would only hear the radio hits, and I'm like, eh, it does nothing for me. But if I actually sit down and listen to some of the albums, I, I do find them really effective. Yeah, I could play some you cases. A, a few because all you named off the first Kanye uh, album was the, a lot of radio songs. I could show you a bunch of deep tracks. You're like, holy shit! I'm open to being convinced. Like, and that's for me. That's that's where. For my money, Kanye's beats, and I think after uh, 808s and Heartbreak, or even during that, I, I think he started farming out his beats. Because that's you, what I'm saying. I like you can you can tell a, a Kanye beat. It is very it, mm-hmm. you know when you're hearing a Kanye beat. It's like hearing a, a Timbaland beat. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he has a very distinctive sound as a producer. Yeah, and, and I mean, that, and apparently he spent a lot of time in the studio grinding away creating that that sound you know and i can appreciate that too i definitely appreciate craft well i mean i'm just thinking like uh to draw another line between kanye and timberland besides him being very distinctive having very distinctive produced tracks once again i like him as producers don't think they're all that great on the mic be honest with you like they're definitely not they're they're not in talks about being the goat that's for damn sure you know, yeah. but I mean, oh yeah, I mean even Dre, I, I I like hearing him on tracks, but I, he's far better producer than he'll ever be a rapper. 
Oh my god, I don't it know took, how... Especially I, without other people writing this shit. Well, I say, it took something away from me with Dre when I found out, you know, Snoop basically wrote The Chronic, Eminem pretty much wrote The Chronic 2000. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not trying to brag like I have some special like insight into this, but I kind of took that as a no duh when I found that out. I mean, if you listen to, well, I mean, both the versions of 2001 are prime examples of that. Those rhymes, the rhythms, everything, it, it sounds like a Snoop Dogg rhyme on the first album and like a Marshall's Mathers on, on, on the second one. Well, if you even if you go back and listen to NWA when they split with or when Cube left the group, mm-hmm. and he hit him with no Vaseline, the album intro he just literally sampled every other guy in, in NWA saying basically, and the the sample with Dre was Dre saying Cube writes the rhymes I rhyme, right. the rhymes I spit, and I was like, no, Easy E, Ice Cube writes rhymes that I sing. Oh, was it Easy E? Yeah. Okay, my bad. My, I'm sorry. That's that's like a twenty-five-year-old beef. I think <laughs> it was uh, it was MC Ren that was writing a lot of Dre shit. But you know what I'm saying? Like I knew even then that he he was more of the the producer than sure. the rapper. Yeah. I mean, and even look, I I just listened to the Chronic all the way through for the first time in uh, decades the other night, and like I know you're not into the whole G Funk type, you know, gangster rap era, but I mean, like there's. Man, you smoke a bowl. Best era. You, you you smoke a bowl. You put some headphones on that album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can get lost for a little bit. And I mean, I also forgot about the skits, the twenty dollar sack pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the DOC with his fucked up voice from that. Yeah. Ex- get my motherfucking weed. Get my thirty five dollar Compton yeah. gift certificate. Yeah. All that shit. I was like, this but, shit was hilarious when I was a kid. Right. Well, I also have the, I believe, unpopular opinion that 2001 is a superior album. I see that was, at that, mm. I, I, I don't know, I, I never checked out that entire album. What? Like, You've never I, heard 2001 all the way through? No. Wow. No. Are you I've, kidding me? I'm, wow. sure I've, I'm sure I've heard every song on the album collectively over the years because it was played at parties or something, but like I never sat down and There's, listened to it. That's <laughs> that's one of those albums where like I I can listen to a cut here and there and appreciate it, but if I'm really gonna listen to it, it's got to be start to finish. I'd say that album is in the period where that was Dre's pinnacle as a producer because that's also yeah. when uh, uh, Marshall Mathers LP came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dre was working on uh, the Games first album. Fuck yeah, I love that album. Like yeah, yeah. I mean it's. A, a quote line from the song. Yeah, Dre has fallen off. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, it, I mean, we all heard Compton. That that album was a piece of shit. Well, I'm just thinking of the aftermath. We came out between Chronic and, and 2001. And I did sit down and listen to that whole album. And then immediately was pissed that I couldn't get that 45 minutes back. And was like, really? Really? <laughs> you know, so he is capable of making shit. I mean, oh, it, sure. let's, let's be honest here. Didn't he... Uh, the, uh, the on the defiant ones wasn't he saying that was uh, the last album he made before he got quote unquote clean? Well, it was the first album he made after he got out from under Suge Knight and Death Row, mm-hmm. and he said he. I remember in, in an interview, probably around the time of two thousand one, he said it's an album he needed to make, but it wasn't. He knew it wasn't going to be one of the ones people talk about, like when he's dead and gone, right? 
But he's like, I needed to make that album. I needed to make that without that death row cloud hanging over top of me. You know, he people, felt like he couldn't have made 2001 until he got Aftermath out, out yeah. of the system. Well, I mean, you got to also think he was in an environment where an engineer got beaten to the point where he had to, you know, go to the hospital because he wound the tape too far. Right. To where, he, you know, he walked into a situation where they just gave him any studio he wanted and said, just create, man. There's none of that gangster shit here. Just create. And he was like, oh, shit. So, I mean, I'm sure it took him a while to get out of that mindset. I mean, the stories, mm-hmm. like, that whole era is fascinating to me because that is literally a bunch of studio gangsters snuggling up to real gangsters and finding out, oh, we we ain't what we fucking portray on the record. Like, for themselves. They were good mm-hmm. at it, though. I mean, I, it, it, that's when... <laughs> When people started standing trial for murder, I think that's when they were like, okay, it's just entertainment, guys. I'm literally not killing people. I'm not 187 on a motherfucking cop. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's just it, it's entertainment. Didn't Chug Knight get sentenced this week? Sure did. 23 years. 23 fucking years? He don't give a fuck. He's Chug Knight. He's run- you know he's running that prison. Oh, yeah. That is, that is a stone-cold gangster. That's you mother- won't- he will never want for ramen. I'll, I know that much. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's always money on his commissary. And if there's not, he's going to go get it. <laughs> I mean, that's just all there is to it. But, like, he it was. And he ain't making his own prison burritos either. <laughs> no, he ain't even folding his own drawers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but, no, I mean, like, when the whole thing with when he showed up at the set of Straight Out of Compton and they were like, you got to leave, he just ran a motherfucker over on the way out. Like mm-hmm. and was like, yep, and and thought that like the rule of the streets was going to apply to a bunch of Hollywood people that nobody saw nothing shit, and that's Hollywood. They were like, nope, it was him right there, right? You know, I mean, that's how gangster that fucker is. His mentality's never left the streets. So I mean, it's it's just a, it, like all the documentaries I've watched and, and articles I've read. It's a fascinating time period because outside of what maybe the Rat Pack a little bit, that's never really been like an entire scene taken over by like legit gangsters you know what i'm saying <clears throat> and and uh-huh. it being the biggest thing in the country at the time right i mean every even if you hated that fucking even if you hated doggy style even if you hated the chronic you knew all the fucking hits i couldn't tell you one hit off of fucking Ke- any one of keith urban's albums <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> like the memphis mafia dropped the ball on that one so i like I, it's just a, it's a fascinating time period, and I and I like I said I'm shocked at how how much I thought the chronic held up, and in, not the radio songs. It was the other it was the the deep cuts that I was like wow I forgot about this one. This this is an all right fucking song man, and I mean I don't know I, <sighs> reminds me of 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 uh, an article I read uh, recently that was talking about songs. Artists you love, but songs of theirs you never want to hear again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, I, I can rattle off a dozen without even trying to think of it. Never, never want to hear Hard to Handle. Never want to fucking hear She Talks to Angels again. Never want to hear Black. Never want to hear fucking Even Flow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> never want to hear Jeremy. Never want to hear Smells Like Teen Spirit, In Bloom. Yeah. Come yeah, as I'm, you all, are. I'm all set and on Inner Sandman. I had yeah. actually gone so long in between listen, having to hear uh, Stairway to Heaven that I listened to the whole thing the other day. 
when it came <laughs> on the radio. Yeah, I'm I'm just now in probably the last five years getting back into Led Zeppelin because my three years in radio just fucking killed yep. them for me. Having to play them every fucking hour. Right. Yeah, for me, it was working at Guitar Center that did that for me because it was in constant rotation on the radio. Everyone's playing yeah. Led Zeppelin wrists when they come in and try out a Les Paul. It's hey, everyone's favorite band. I went to Again. a fucking manager meeting in Vegas, and they had us. Uh, they had a little survey, a pre-meeting uh, survey that we filled out, and it turned out that the answers were going to be part of our uh, this lanyard that we wore, that would say like you know my, my name and I'm from this store and this is my favorite band and blah blah blah. So everyone had their favorite band on there, and like. Nobody knew that this was going to be something they had to wear around. They're like, why are we being asked this question? But so what? It's an innocuous question, right? So 80% of the room is Led Zeppelin. Like, honestly, they, with nobody looking over their shoulder, put down Led Zeppelin as what their absolute favorite band is. And I'm walking around with fucking Morrissey on mine. (laughs) (laughs) You beat up? (laughs) They're like, they're like. You got you got someone in the drum section playing the the intro to when the levee breaks, and you're over there like, the more you ignore me, the closer I get. <laughs> Apparently, on CSX, the local classic rock radio station, over the weekend, they did an entire weekend of just Led Zeppelin. Oh my! So God. I actually got to hear some deep cuts, and it was some really good shit. Like I know it. I've I've heard all this shit before, but yeah, I mean, I think the for the longest time, the only album I could put on is I can never remember if it's two or three. But the Does one with, start with Celebration Day? Yes. It's three. They're most their most folksy album. Why am I not shocked that that's Aaron's like yeah, no, that's right? my, that's my favorite. Well, I think album. also, you know, that album doesn't have a lot of the big played out hits on there. It's got some stuff that, that that they still play on the radio, but it also kind of covers all the ground that I think Led Zeppelin does really well. It's got a little bit of everything in there. It's why Metal is one of my favorite Pink Floyd albums, probably one that I'll continue to go back to, um, because it's got a little bit of everything in there, all the way from uh, you know Seamus sitting on the porch to fucking some guy trying to knock down your door and eat your children. See, uh, for, uh, for most of... My teens and twenties, when it come to Pink Floyd, it was "Wish You Were Here." Yeah, that was like that was like my my favorite Pink Floyd album. I didn't even know animals existed until two thousand one. Wow, I, I it is that is no fucking joke. Because why? The, those are like seven to ten minute songs. There's not, no radio cuts on there. Yeah, there's not there's not even a way to <clears throat> edit it into a radio cut. And so I was like, when did fuck did this come out? And I was with my buddy, and he goes, dude, you don't know that album? And I'm like, no. And he goes, you don't know that album. And I do. He's like, there's something wrong here. And so I bought it, and I, and I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, it kind of quickly became my favorite Pink Floyd album. That's a definitely a good one. And I've been listening, actually, uh, a lot to Obscured by Clouds, which I believe is the, one of the soundtracks that they did. But that's got a lot of good shit on there too. Anyway, let's see. Gilmore yeah, good does shit. <laughs> Gil, Gilmore, Gilmore does the thing I love. A strat. 
into a Univibe, into any amp that'll stay clean, basically. And I'm like, oh, that's I love that tone. Mm-hmm. And he does it probably better than anybody. You want to go dirty? I, I make an argument between Robin Trower and, and Band of Gypsies era Hendrix, but that for a clean tone like that, yeah, that's what I like. So that's I'm a sucker for that. But well, he, he has the trifecta. I mean, he's got tone, skill, and the ability to write a truly memorable solo. He's very tasty too, as far as, far as his licks go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clapton said about him once. He goes, "Every David Gilmore solo has, it tells a story. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end." Yeah. And he goes, if you can damn near sing the solo, you know you've written something good. I was just going to say, pretty much you can sing almost every David Gilmour solo. And it's, and, it's, and it's not a like quiet riot, come on, feel the noise, or smells like teen spirit singing, where it's just, they're just copping the, the, the vocal line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the only artist that I think that has uh, really come close to that since is Slash. Yes. You know, I, I, I used to get into this argument at the guitar store I worked at years ago because you had all these metal guys coming in talking about Ying Vey Malmsteen and yeah. diminished, you know, ha- diminished harmonic minor scales. and <laughs> Go scallop magic. your frets, faggot. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, you understand that, that in the middle of all this, Slash come out, kicked open the door, poured Jack Daniels on everybody, Fucked a couple of these guys' girlfriends and said, Chuck Berry invented rock and roll, not Paganini. Now shut the fuck up. Yeah. This solo is not going to be the fastest, might not even be the cleanest, and it's not going to have the most notes in it, but you're going to fucking whistle this shit while you're taking a leak. Yep. That's what I was doing today. I heard a little snippet across the street, a sweet child of mine, and an hour later, found myself whistling the solo. <laughs> Not the melody or anything. I was whistling the fucking solo to Sweet Child of Mine in the bathroom. And Isn't I there, knew every I'm note. I'm whistling it right now. What am I doing? No, absolutely. I, I, I mean, the, the difference here is that like Gilmore had all that plus a really good band full of musicians that were making just insane music. And Guns N' Roses was full of dickheads that managed to squeeze out a good album, an EP, and then shit on the rest of their career. Oh, which, speaking of that EP, there was another article I read this last week uh, about artists and their problematic songs in the Uh year 2018. One in a million? Christ. (laughs) Okay, one in a million is a given. What's the other one on that album? Oh, I uh, used to love her. Uh, yep, oh, yep, yep. yeah. Like, he didn't fucking kill... What is the <laughs> Is country... Does old country have to now be problematic? Because we honestly believe that, that you know, fucking... Johnny Cash Johnny shot Cash. a man in Reno just to watch him die? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, David yeah. Allen Coe is just going to have to die. <laughs> 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 yeah, David Allen Coe just... Like, we don't talk about him. <laughs> it's like that, yeah. Uh, no, and it, I was like, okay, one in a million I get. If you don't understand the context, it's a fucking, it's not a song declaring this is how I feel. It's a song describing a character moving to the city, seeing all these things from the middle of nowhere and going, what the fuck? You got you to gotta be kidding me, right? Right. And I but, mean. I mean, this is all, it was also co-written by the man who 
wore the shirt AIDS kills fags dead. Sebastian Bach co-wrote that song. That w- oh, Sebastian Bach wore that shirt? Yeah. Pardon me then. Who'd you think it was? I thought it was Axel. Oh no, Axel was it it, I think, past Axel. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, I, yeah, it's not out of character for back then. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, Sam Kennison had some of his funniest bits were about, you know, AIDS is a communicable disease, heterosexuals die of it too. Name one. You know, and it's like at that point in time, it, they, they weren't that far from calling it gay cancer. So is it a tasteless shirt? Yeah. Oh. Is it, it was, it, I mean, I was like, okay, it's kind of amusing, but I, I laugh at really inappropriate shit. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't use me as the bar because there is no bar. It's been removed, but no, uh, and used to love her even more so. Come on. Oh, yeah. Really? Really? Like, you, you're going to take that song as, like, this is a call to commit violence against women? That that song is just one in a long hundreds, probably thousands of years lineage of writing songs about putting your woman down. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Now, now, here's the thing. Wait, women, why is that? <laughs> no, come on. And then, look, Listen maybe to the lyrics. She bitched so much, she drove me nuts. Now we're happier this way. <laughs> maybe it is a reasonable discussion to have as to why these songs have remained popular through, throughout time. But, you know... It, but I look at it as like, you know, if you listen to uh, Nick Cave's murder ballads, do I sit there and think about like, this is what all, like Nick Cave just killed all these people because he describes so accurately in these songs, like putting a bullet through somebody's head. We are in the society that has called walk on the wild side transphobic. So yeah. everything's on the table now, apparently. Well, but <laughs> to call anything that Lou Reed had to do with transphobic is just ironic. If anything, that song was this man Pro was trans. on the forefront of guy liner. Yeah, that song got gender pronouns right before anyone knew what a fucking gender pronoun was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Plucked his eyes and he became a she. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. My issue with the yeah, article. Well, Plucked his eyes, but I still insisted on calling him a C because he still had a dick. Dick. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like my issue with the article was, okay, so if Used to Lover is a problematic song for Guns N' Roses, and apparently they won't perform it anymore, one in a million I completely understand because that could start a riot in the wrong neighborhood. Uh, and the cops ain't going to come help you because he ain't got no love for them in that song either. He pretty much just shits on everybody in that song now oh, yeah. that I think about it. Right. That, is, that, is, that is the, it's like the Edward Norton 25th hour rant before 25th hour came out. You know, you know, honestly, what I would think of when I would listen to that song as like what when that came out, I was probably like 12, 13, maybe. But I always thought of Rorschach. And I, I believe it's in the movie, too. I'm sure this is. But the first scene that you're introduced to in Rorschach is uh, is a lot of his journal entries where he's talking about this city that is just full of scum and these are just worthless people. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was a character, right? I didn't listen to that song and think like, wow, Axl Rose has got some dark views on humanity. I understood well, that it was as I understand 
also look everything's written everything that's written song books and anything has to come from somebody's personal experience in some way but that doesn't mean that that's the only viewpoint that they are putting out there i take songs as a character's point of view not necessarily the artist's point of view actually even says it and i used to love her take it for what it is <laughs> see he knew it was coming but no, it, my issue with the article is they say all these songs are problematic, blah, blah, blah. Artists won't perform them no, in, anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, won't perform uh, uh, Used to Love Her anymore. But I bet you when the Dixie Chicks play, they got to play Goodbye Earl. Why I is that not a problematic song? Goodbye Earl's a song about the lady who gets tired of her husband and kills him. And essentially flipping the old you know, trope of a country... The husband kills the wife, his wife kills the husband. Well, because when a woman says that the person deserves to die, you need to believe them, Rich. <laughs> well, too, and if we're talking about artists with songs that are now problematic, is Eminem just going to retire? Oh, he was brought up. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he, that he on his latest album... Now bleed, bitch, bleed. On his, <laughs> I just love Snoop Dogg's reaction when they're interviewing him about that, like... What'd you think about when you first heard Kim? And Snoop's high as fuck. He just starts laughing. He goes, that motherfucker wrote a song about killing his wife. And it just kept laughing. And I was like, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, he, he bleeped. He called uh, when he was dissing everybody. So somebody, when he was dissing the entire world on that album, he called someone a faggot. And it's 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 bleeped out. Come so on, I, no, it is dead serious. And they brought that up, so they're like, so he's self aware enough to know he shouldn't be using that language, but still uses that language. And I'm like, <sighs> no, he's heard enough from people like you to know Jesus Christ. Let's just let's just get ahead of this before it's a thing. Well, I mean, if we're talking about walking down the street, seeing two guys holding hands and calling them a faggot and yelling at them and harassing them. Or we're talking, that's one thing. If we're talking about you're watching a movie, you're listening to a song, to someone play through acting or portray through vocal vocalization a character or whatever, and they use all oh, problematic words, you get the fuck over it. I'm sorry. I, we can I, I, I the day that we sanitize everything and dumb it down to the person who's offended the most to where they're mm-hmm. never offended is the day that I'm just like, you know what? Suicide by cop. Well, that's why I think it's no, co- it's no coincidence that we're seeing this new golden age of television amongst the boom of the subscription model versus the advertiser model because that's the flaw in the advertiser model. The advertiser model says that uh, you know, three dozen housewives can write letters to fucking Skippy Peanut Butter about something that they saw in their kid's cartoon that they didn't like. And next thing, Skippy and everybody else is pulling their ads, and now the content has to be changed. Or even what they're looking at taking on in the future is uh, is skewed because they have to consider, well, no, we don't want this out there because people are going to protest. Meanwhile, HBO and Netflix are doing whatever the fuck they want, and people are eating it up. Yeah, it, it, the problem isn't really all the people reacting to to media. It's the select few outrage that gets a lot of attention. But when you take out, when you take away their power by just going, okay, you don't want Netflix, you don't want to watch, you don't pay for it. Meanwhile, everyone else who's not bothered by this material is going to fork over ten bucks a month, and it seems to be working out just fine for Netflix. Well, I had I. 
I think I brought this up to you, Aaron. I've never watched one full season of American Horror Story. Right. I, I tried to give it a shot. It felt like it's so forced and like I don't the, know the acting. The acting. I can't believe so many of the same people that were in the O.J. Simpson miniseries are in that show because the acting in O.J. Simpson miniseries was miles ahead from the same people than that, that that they get out of them on that show. It shows you what a difference just material can make. Like having good lines to say makes a big difference. But I will say this: it, it, it it's on FX, and for people who don't know, FX is not broadcast through the air. It's not a right. broadcast station, so it's not it's not limited by FCC regulations like your local news cha- or your local channels are. Yeah, yeah, and right, but it's also been one that's finally making decisions to push boundaries with its content a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean like I, I'm watching the the one of the episodes, like first or second episode of the new season, and they're dropping you know fuck bombs and suck my dick, and then this guy in a in a gimp suit comes in and just butt fucks this guy, and I'm like, whoa, this is on this is on FX. Okay, I thought Sons of Anarchy went a little bit you know crazy with it when they were showing like you know ass and yeah i didn't know they were getting that crazy i mean i saw mary elizabeth winstead's ass on the third season of fargo uh which i thought was really cool but they didn't get that crazy on that show how'd that look oh uh fantastic and she's going to be playing huntress in birds of prey movie did you ever watch the american dubs uh no You'd see Carrie Russell's ass a few times. Oh. It's quite nice. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But she's <laughs> she's no it's no Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay, creepy old man. I, we understand you don't want to fuck a woman near your age, but Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get all R. Kelly on us here. You know? <laughs> but no, I, I was I was absolutely amazed. I was like, wow. So because it's always sunny is on FXX, which is like you know what you're. It, there's literally a double X in there. Right. <laughs> you know what you're getting when you turn that channel on. Okay, FX I thought was kind of the one that were like, okay, we're gonna push it a little bit, be a little bit edgy. But I mean, they just they were like, is that the edge? Yeah, and start throwing motherfuckers over it. And I was like, oh, okay. It, it's still a horrible show. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm halfway right. through the third episode. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Click See, off. I think, I think that AMC is actually doing this a lot better than FX is. I I watch a decent amount of FX pro, FX programming. Legion was a show that I really enjoyed, and I think they didn't try and push those kind of just boundaries for shock value type of thing that they seem to be doing with American Horror Story. Like AMC, uh, especially with Preacher, is a big show that that does a lot for shock and intentionally show. So, uh, I mean, that was uh, a, a big part of the, the comic as well that it gets its material from. But it it doesn't go gratuitous with the, the nudity and the swearing and the, the usual things that, that uh, you know, cable television networks have steered away from. But I still think it finds a way to be creatively shocking when, uh, you know, I think it's too much of a crutch. I think that's the problem with American Horror Story, right? If you are just relying on curse words, nudity, and 
I don't know, the occasional strobe lighty horror effect that they do now in all the movies where everything's like just a jump scare because you don't have any plot. Well, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I'm totally over that. <laughs> yeah. Jump scares need to go the way of the dodo. It's, we get it. All right. That, that doesn't take any effort. People are eating this shit up, though. I mean, The Nun apparently is the most successful movie of its series, which I didn't even understand it was part of a series. <laughs> but I, I guarantee you, I mean, unless there's some, you know, fascinating B story that exists in that movie that I'm just not aware of from the previews, that it's just good. I mean, I read superhero comic books, right? I don't need a lot of plot. I am not a super demand. Yeah, I like, you know, shows like The Leftovers that, you know, do make you think and do require that you bring a little bit something to the table in order to just enjoy it. But I can also appreciate a kind of light and fluffy story. But there's got to be something believable going on there. Well, to your point about the nun, that they kind of had gotten a little bit of shit because they had paid for their ten second spot that was nothing but just one big jump scare to air before most videos on YouTube, and they and YouTube didn't think it through and was putting it like at the beginning of like videos aimed towards little kids. Right. <laughs> so all you see is the you know the 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 the. <clears throat> the studio that made it, and then all of a sudden you see the nun's face right up in the camera, and it's screaming for like three seconds, and then the screen goes black, and it says the nun coming, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, oh, that's what I want my fucking four year old to see, you know? I'm saying that great. Now I got to, we just got the kid out of the bed. Now he won't fucking leave it again, really. I mean, you know, it's like, thanks YouTube. But, I mean, that's how much they just rely on jump scares. That was literally their commercial. A jump scare. It told you nothing about the, the movie except for I'm going to go and probably at one point damn near piss my pants. Right. Because something's going to jump out at me. And you know, I don't, I'm not even scared by the jump scares. I mean, sometimes you can make so severe of an edit or do something where it's going to like kind of make you react, you know, but you're not like scared like you're invested in it you know if you're not invested in the plot at all then you can't really be thoroughly scared you could be surprised like i didn't see that coming but to to be actually scared like i've been scared at movies before i i don't know if there's ever going to be a movie that it can affect me that same way i mean uh like the way the howling did or even a goofier movie like uh american werewolf in london you know, yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty big horror buff, and though I, I don't know if it's because I've seen, like, I've seen some, like, what they call torture porn movies, right? like a, like a movie called a Serbian film, that I'm like, this isn't a movie you watch for enjoyment, it's a movie you watch and say, I made it through, and it's a badge of honor, <laughs> it's, right. the, it's, it's, it's that bad, Wikipedia, if you, if you don't believe me, and if you, you got a strong stomach, and you really want to see it, look for the unrated cut, right, it, it, it. Yeah, horror flicks now are either Faces of Death or an hour-long Tool video. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, the shit that stuck with me, like, Requiem for a Dream is not a horror movie movie per se, but that movie really stuck with me. That ending stuck with me more than anything. I've mm-hmm. seen it once. I could still tell you the ending. <laughs> and it's, it's burned in your brain. And that's yes. a perfect example because that is edited like a horror film. I mean, 
it, there was so much that was like exaggerated and unrealistic about it. I mean, the most obvious thing being the the uh, abscess in the arm, right? Oh, and the still, and the way it shoots up in it. Oh. And the way that that I mean, that was like a fucking Cronenberg film. <laughs> Video drone or some shit. Like what the fuck? Like really? That could have just as well been some fucking alien that it was like uh, you know it implanted itself in him. The way it was handled, you know, the material, and and intentionally so. Well, I mean, I've I've actually had conversations with people who will claim that that movie is a low-key body horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because by the end yeah. of it, everybody, you know, even even the mother, because she's you know strung out and the electroshock therapy and like yeah. oh my god, and of course he gets his arm amputated and all that good shit. It, it's it's a feel good movie. Folks, if you haven't seen it, play it at your kid's 10th birthday party. I'll tell you what. Right after the clown. You're going to have two responses if you do. You're going to have kids that go, I'm never doing drugs, and kids that are going to leave right then and try to find the nearest fucking dope dealer. So, What was the name of the game show that she loved watching, The Mother? Oh, I can think of that. Juice by Sarah. Juice by Sarah. <laughs> Whoa, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> shit. God damn it. I know that Shooter McGavin was the host. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> shit, I cannot think of it. That's going to bother me now. Yeah, I'll think Oh, my God. Anyway. But, like, 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 just real quick. Just like, so yeah. that type of shit sticks with me with horror movies. And then there's like something like Hostel 15 or whatever, the Saw 185 or whatever. Right. And I and I was like, you know, bored. And I was like, let me watch this. Let me see what the, this new saw is. First of all, they're trying to make it one big long story, and I think they've gotten confused because it's been like 15 years and 18 movies or whatever. Because I'm like, I don't see how this relates anything to the first one, but whatever. Um, and two, I was just like, oh, I'm waiting. It's it's like watching Final Destination. What's the what's what interesting way are they going to kill this person off? And you're just waiting for it. All right. That's it. That's not scary. That's no, like the, the scare should be in like I hope everyone survives. I actually like some of these characters. Well, that's why I'll tell you, man. I, there's a game I have for the PS4 called um, Until Dawn, and it's a it's it's basically a playable movie. Every like it's 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 this this you know horror set up trope of a bunch of teenagers get together in a cabin, blah, 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 and a killer shows up. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is you control, at one point, almost every character, and you make decisions, and, you know, if you don't react quick enough, blah, 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 this character dies, and they're dead, and then every time you play the game, it's a, it's a, you know, a new take on it. I'm going to tell you something. Vi- horror video games have gotten a lot better since Resident Evil, because that motherfucking game made me jump three, four times to the point where I was mad at myself. I was like, really? And <laughs> and then after playing it, I went online and looked at VR horror games. Fuck all that. I'm good. I ain't got that strong of a heart. You'd find me dead. <laughs> You'd come home and be like, I ain't seen Rich in a week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it would just be. What's that be, smell? Be, be propped up in, the, in my computer chair dead with a VR thing on. You'd be like, oh, God, I. Okay, his dick's right. not in his hand. All right, he didn't die doing yep. that. <laughs> it's got to be a closed casket because the VR uh, face thing is melted into his head. <laughs> exactly. We can't separate it. So it's, 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 it's like, I think that's where, oh, yeah, I, 
you know, not to not to come off like a, like so, some video game nerd elitist or whatever, but I think that's where you're going to start finding because you're already finding filmmakers going to different studios and stuff and putting out games that if you were just if you were to watch them, watch someone play it, it's not like watching someone play Mario. Like, okay, you got to get through this and you got to memorize all this. No, it's like you're watching right. someone direct a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and you know, there's there's uh, Quantic Dreams, the studio that's doing it now, the best in my opinion. They don't put out games that are at a at a breakneck pace, but when they do, like they go out and get good actors. Like they got uh, William William Defoe and uh, oh, who's the chick from Juno? Ellen Page. Ellen Page, for for one of their games, and like it made a difference. Like I was sitting there and I was playing this game, and it was it, it's it's kind of based in the horror supernatural realm, and I was playing it. Right. And I'm like. You know what? This is better than most fucking horror movies these days. It you know, makes it, a huge difference. And I've found, yeah, I've played some games that have intricate stories, but they never really grab me because I just, if you're going to have a shitty voice cast, like that's your that's what's delivering the story to you. I don't know. It's it's kind of the same way with like watching uh, English dubs of anime. Well, I can tell you that the other night. Someone on a Facebook uh, or Facebook group that I'm I'm in posted a video of Robotech in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Now I love me some. I'll, when I was a kid, I loved me some Robotech. I'd nerd out on it, but I mean, it hasn't aged well. Let's put it that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, sure. You know, when Min May sings and stuff, I'm like, fast forward button. You know, like I don't need to see that. <laughs> it's even worse in Japanese because all the all the characters sound like little kids. <laughs> And it's like at least they got somebody with some adult voices and some bass in their voice with the with the you know English dubbed ones, but like it was cringeworthy, man. Well, I, was the, like, oh. I think it's a little different because those were cobbled together for an English dub and became so popular that they had to make a Japanese version of it. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, like I'm thinking of so, like I got friends that are like really deep into anime, and I've sat and tried to watch movies, and like I've given it a shot, and I'm just like. Doesn't come off as a little cheesy to you guys, mm-hmm. or it goes in the complete opposite direction of why is this? Why do first of all, why is every woman in this movie getting raped by something that looks like <laughs> an octopus, or something that fell out of like you know, or you know, look, they're just like in video games. There are exceptional ones, and you know, uh, the ones that you were talking about, how the voice cast makes all the difference. As a it's a good part of the reason why I like watching the uh, Studio Ghibli movies. You know, fucking uh, Totoro and uh, Howl's Magic Castle or whatever the fuck it's called. But my daughter loves them. I like watching them with her because, oh, and Ponyo. Ponyo is like one of the best animated movies ever. I've seen that so many times. They all, and I've never watched the uh, the original versions because they get great cast for their english dubs well yeah that's the other thing i mean you can tell the the robotech like that was like who, who do we have <laughs> hey i heard the guy sweeping the uh heard the guy sweeping the, the hallway he had a pretty good voice bring him in here mm-hmm. like you can you can, i mean that was the era of we're making cartoons to sell you toys Yep. yep. you know i mean gi joe is it suffers the same thing it, if you ever really listen carefully 
some episodes, there's like only four people. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, and their voices aren't all that different. <laughs> You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Why does Cobra Commander sound like Lady Jane? What the fuck? How does that work? But Yeah, it's, it's not like four of Billy West in there. <laughs> no, no. It's not like, like Billy West, Hank Azaria. I don't know. Who else can do voices? Oh, Everybody shit. Mel no Blank? But he's dead. No bl- yeah, I'm not sure. This is some well, space fan- smelling fantasy salt. realm anyway. So, yeah, Mel Blank. I'm running out of gas, though. Well, you know, we're over three hours. You're loud. <laughs> but it, it, what's funny is the pre-show meeting, we're, like, scrambling for shit to talk about, so it wasn't all Kavanaugh. As usual, we fucking did it. It was odd about Kavanaugh, though. <laughs> just, I just want him confirmed or not confirmed so we can talk about something else. Just, and not on this podcast, just, you know, again, as the the big 325 million group we can move on but anyway thanks for listening I see the numbers there's more of you every week than there was the previous week so obviously you like what we talk about we're on social media on twitter at unregimented pod you can email the show unregimented at christophermedia.net thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week later see If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.